The original Great War was started by Gorka Morka himself, and in some ways it's never stopped. When he was still part of the Pantheon of Order, Gorka Morka gladly fulfilled the role of Monster Hunter, leading his hordes and clubbing to death the greatest predators of the lands. The Auric God's tremendous success, Sigmar claimed, served to pave the way for civilization to sprout up in his wake without being preyed upon by monstrous fiends. Gorkamorka shrugged. He was just doing it for the fun of it. Yet it was not enough, especially when the arch-manipulator Zinch whispered in his ear that he was no longer his own ruler, but Sigmar's servant. Gorkamorka grew tired of the tedious commands and laws of the Pantheon of Order, and finally he snapped. The invasion that followed shattered everything. Mountains, citadels, thriving cities, even the pantheonic truce between Sigmar and the god of the Oryx. The Greenskin Crusade swept from one end of the Eight Realms to the other, leaving behind utter devastation. Upon reaching the edge of nothingness and with nothing more than the etheric void before him, Gorkamorka spat over the edge of reality, then turned around and set off to do it all over again. The Great War only ended when Gorkamorka fractured into two beings, Gork and Mork. So innate was conflict to the Great Green God that he even fought himself. His warlike clans likewise broke into fragments and fought amongst themselves, for all else had already fallen before them, and still they thirsted for battle. The Oryx believe that when enough of them unite, the Great War will reform and smash the realms to pieces. And we are back. The toy soldiers are going off to war. Talking about the awesome, awesome stuff for the Auric War Clans. Yep. Welcome back, folks. This is part uh, two of episode 226. Uh, you've already listened to the lore section, or maybe you didn't, but here it's all rules all the time. Yeah. There's so many of them. Yeah, there are. Oh, uh, but we've, okay, we've got Iron Jaws, we've got uh, Bone Splitters, and then we've got the Big Wah. Uh, so there's three, not two. They, you, you were telling me they changed quite a bit. So why yeah, don't we did jump add in and, quite a bit? <laughs> uh, there's uh there's some pretty cool stuff here. Like I'm, I'm. This is making me excited. Like I would want to play against this. I want to see this in action. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's right. Good fun. But it's green skins <laughs> are supposed to be right. Good fun. It's when they're smashing your gob. Yep. So, uh, right. Iron Jaws uh, battle traits first. We'll go through the Iron Jaws allegiance. Yeah. Uh, so first up, we have. The new War Clans, that's the Enclave or Storm, Stormcast Stormhost equivalent, and that's the Bloodtooths, the Choppas, or the Iron Sons that we've all that we've talked about in the background, but now they have you know a specific uh, War Clan for them. They have Eager for Battle, so let's add one to Charge Rolls for friendly Iron Jaws units, so that's a carryover from the General's Handbook, Allegiance Abilities. And then you have Mad as Hell, which is one of the coolest things. Um, so at the end of any phase, if any wounds or mortal wounds have been inflicted in that phase on an Iron Jaws unit that is more than nine inches away from any enemy units, that unit can move D6 inches. That's great. So if you hit them from a distance, 
They just you get piss them off, and, they and just, then they come at you. Yeah, they're moving faster because now you're aggravating them. Yeah, so there's a really interesting wording or reading to this. It's like, well, if I have a Iron Jaws unit that's within four inches of an enemy unit and f- within two feet of another one, can I make this move? Because I'm more than twenty, more than nine inches away from that enemy unit, but I'm within of another. Because it doesn't say all enemy units. It says any. <sighs> meaning, I'm willing to bet all? this is going to be er- errated or fact that you do not get to move because <laughs> you're within nine inches of an enemy unit. But it's oh, all just my. depending on how you read it. So, but we're saying it means that any means all enemy units, and yeah. you're saying that's not what any yeah, means. That's the way so. I'm reading. Oh so, boy! But again, this is why we usually do reviews after they've been, you know, like errated and FAQ'd. But you know, I wanted to do this though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's all right. Um, and then they've got smashing and bashing. So this is something that carried over. Um. In the combat phrase, after a friendly Iron Jaws unit has fought, if attacks made by that unit resulted in any enemy units being destroyed, you get to pick one friendly Iron Jaws unit that is not fought and is within three inches of an enemy unit. They immediately get to fight. Um, so that's the one that just keeps snowballing. Yeah, I've had that happen to me. Eliminating <laughs> stuff, yeah. That gets... That gets uh, Lots of brutes in a row like that. That gets really, um, that gets really painful really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this only happens in the combat phase, so it doesn't work with the maw crushes bulk attacks, right? Because that's in the charge phase. Uh, and then they have two command abilities. Um, so this one is mighty. The first one is mighty destroyers. So this one you use in your hero phase. And if you do so, you pick a friendly Iron Jaws unit wholly within 12 inches of an Iron Jaws hero or within 18 or wholly within 18 if that's the general. And that unit must make a normal move if it's more than 12 from any enemy units, must fight if it's within three inches of any enemy units, and must attempt to charge in all other circumstances. And you cannot double pick the same unit. So this is free fighting in the hero phase. Or free movement in the hero phase for the causes of a command point. Yeah, this is like yeah, th- I like this. I had this marked over here. Just it, and they covered all the ranges. You know, mm-hmm. if you're far away, come in. If you're real close, go fight. Yep. Um, yeah. The uh, big thing is that this does not trigger smashing and bashing because this happens in the hero phase. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Right. Yep. And then the new one is the WA, which this was added because this used to be on the Mega Bosses War Scroll in particular, but now it's on its own in the Allegiance abilities. So it's a once per battle at the start of the combat phase. If your Iron Jaws and your General is a Mega Boss and on the field, and if you do so, you roll a dice. And the number of friendly Iron Jaws units wholly within 18 inches of him. And if that roll equals up to 11, which is cool, 
Until the end of that phase, you had one of the attacks characteristics of melee weapons made by friendly Iron Jaws units wholly within 18 of him. And if the roll is 12 or more, you get to add two instead. That's once per game. Once per game. That could be if if you if you set up for this. If you actually get, the roll is up to eleven, so you're getting the first so one no matter or what. Less essentially, then you get to add plus one attack. So you're getting one attack no matter what. Could get up to two. They'll get that once per game. If you set if you angled in and set up for that, that could be yeah. pretty. That could, that could add up to a lot really quick. Well, yeah, it goes up to 11. <laughs> Stop But then it. some. Uh, so this one, you can sneakily get this to go off on the big number by having Iron Jaws characters or small units of, like, pigs or art boys uh, toting along behind the Mega Boss. Right. So you can effectively do this. I mean, it's most likely you're only going to get plus one attack, but if you want to engineer it to get two, then you can make it work. All of it's running up and getting up there and punching them in the face. Yes. That's every, that's all of their abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So they've got command traits and like we got three sets of these. So let's hit the cool ones. I'm going to guess. And if I'm right, we'll cover them. And if we'll not, then you'll tell me what is better. Um, Iron Jaws command traits. Ironclad warlords for the mega boss. I picked brutish cunning and mighty war. I thought those were the. I thought those were the good ones. And was I right? It's okay. That's okay. Oh, you got better picks. No, there's some good ones on here. Um, those are two good ones for sure. Okay, um, but yeah. I think there are better ones. All right, I had uh, once for battle round. Uh, Use the mighty destroyers command ability without using the command point. I just I've been the stuff I've been playing with is uh, command points are are uh, are at a premium. So mm-hmm. anytime I feel, I'm like oh look I can get extra, um, and then then uh, the mighty wog you get 24 inches instead of 18 inches uh, to count up all your units. Mm-hmm. I like that one. But where's the better ones? Because there's probably... Well, Brutish Cunning is probably the best of them. Uh, but Ironclad is a good one because you get to add one of the save rolls. So that puts your boss down to a two, which is nice. Because right. they, they take a lot of attacks um, because they are big and scary models. Um, and then Live to Fight is the only other one I had earmarked, which is you get to... Reroll wound rolls if the general and the, by this general and their mount if they made a charge move. So oh. that's also going to affect the Maw Crusher. Nice. Yeah. Or the Bestial Charisma is like brutish cunning, except it's inspiring presence. And your bravery on Du Bois tends to be a little low. So, I mean, you've got five really good picks in here. So. Yeah. Um, well, I got some of it right. I feel good about me. Okay, here no. we go. <laughs> uh, okay, Iron Jaws, uh, the the weird knob shaman. Um, yeah, this is if you take a knob shaman as your general, which is new. 
Oh, that's right. You couldn't you couldn't do that before, could you? You could, but now you get command traits for it. And what do they get? Um, I like I like the D three additional command points, but I think you can see a theme going with what I'm doing here because there's lots of things you can, lots yeah. of things you can pay points for in this in in the with these guys. Yeah, so you get uh, the big ones here are arguably the um, you get D three extra command points at the start of the first battle round, or the add one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls. Yeah, I mean they're all pretty good. Knowing an extra spell is and c- getting an extra spell to cast isn't bad either. Yeah, no, these are all good if you take a weird knob shaman. But if you do this as your general, then you're missing out on the mighty wah command ability because you have to be a mega boss to do it. So, yeah, there are options though if you don't want to do a mega boss route. And what else they got? They have some. Um, I liked a lot of these artifacts. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked uh, uh, four, five, and six were the ones I I really liked. Uh, no battle shock tests. Totally within twelve inches of the bearer. Um, pick one of their weapons. Change the rend to three before applying any other modifiers to that weapon's rend characteristic so i'm like i'll take that because these guys have they're these guys are bringing in the heavy hitters you give that to uh him for one of his weapons it that's just that's going to add so much uh, devastation to the units he's attacking mm-hmm. and then plus one bravery for friendly iron jaws units and minus one from the bravery from the enemy um i figured anytime you can manipulate the bravery a little bit it's pretty good yeah uh, the other one I liked in here is Destroyer. Okay. So once per battle, the start of the combat phase, you can add three to the damage characteristic of that weapon until the end of that phase. So his big, heavy choppa thingy goes up to, I think, like damage five. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. But again, that's only once per game. Right, so. uh, and then the uh, artifacts for the weird knob shaman. I like the great green visions. Oh yeah, that's easily the best one on there. Yeah, it's, yeah. On a four up at the start of your hero phase, you get a command point. Yeah, no, you definitely want to get a battalion just to take that. Yeah, no, that's really good actually. Um, their mounts actually get some traits. Yeah, this is the maw crushes. Yeah. Uh, add two inches to the move. I really I liked that one only because mm-hmm. this everything on this is getting them to move quicker, and an extra two inches just on your move characteristic. So basically, everything you do is at a plus two. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the number six, the four up, ignore the effect of a a spell or endless spell. Yeah, or endless spell. Um. And then the plus one for the destructive bulk seemed pretty good. Yeah, but it's not as consistent as the Fasten or the Meaden. Yeah. Which is the adding one to the damage characteristic by the mount. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of good options for taking an army with multiple Maw Crushes. So, yeah. And then the... uh, 
Okay, the War Chanter. Uh, the War Beats. Are, are, is it me or are they all good? They are all good. <laughs> and each War Chanter in the army knows a War Beat. This is not an artifact of power. Oh, okay. So, okay. So you, so you, if you have a couple, a few war chanters, you could have all of these. Yes, these are essentially like the prayers. Um, so, uh, we should probably go over all three of them because I think you're going to see all three of them. <laughs> okay. So the first one is the get them beat. So at the start of your charge phase, um, you can use that war beat. Um, or on a four up, you pick a friendly Iron Jaws unit, holier than twelve of the chanter. And in that phase, you can attempt to charge with that unit if it is within 18 inches of the enemy instead of 12, and you roll 3d6 instead of 2d6 for making that roll. Nice. Uh, the second one is the fix and beat. So you get to use this in your hero phase. Kind of same sort of deal. You pick a chanter um, and roll a dice. And on a four up, you get to heal d3 wounds allocated to a model uh, within 12 inches of him. And that's good because so, that guy that's up front taking the beating. Yeah. You're just sitting and bum, backing him up, backing him up. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is the killer beat. Um, so at the start of the combat phase, you get to pick one enemy unit within 12 of the chanter and roll a dice. And on a four-up, you add one to hit rolls for attacks made with melee weapons that target that unit. And considering that their accuracy is sometimes questionable... That's, That's a really good one. Good. Yeah, especially if you've got some smaller units. And then you, or if you're attacking a larger unit with a few smaller units, because suddenly mm-hmm. that's paying off on every one. Uh, so there's six spells in the Laura de Weird. Um, they did lose the foot of Gork, um, but they did get a couple other really neat spells. I picked one and two and four and five. Like, any of these would be good. If you can get a couple of guys who know a couple of spells, any of these... Can totally be useful. They're just yeah. a, another just adding to the smashing. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. There's only like one not amazing one, and that's the the blazing eyes. But everything else is usable. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, okay, oh, uh, brain burst. You get brain burst that goes off on a five. Pick an enemy unit. Two d six. If it's more than their bravery. D six mortals. If it's not D three, they're taking it. They're taking something. Yeah, and that's within sixteen inches, and it only goes off on a five, so it's cheap, pretty big. And then uh, I'll, do, I'll get this other one real quick. Mighty Ed Butt. That's also on a five. Enemy hero within sixteen inches. D three mortal wounds. If they're wizard, D six. You know, wizard, you're weak. Take some magic in the face. Hmm. Yeah, Merry Christmas, bonk. <laughs> At only a 5-2. Um, the yeah, other three, like the Great Green Hand, Basham Lads, and Wrath of Gork. Uh, Wrath of Gork is cool, but it's a little hard to get off. Um, but the Great Green Hand is pick up an Iron Jaws unit, holy within 24 of the caster. Remove them, set them up anywhere more than nine inches away. So, pick them up, set them down, goes off on a seven. Pretty standard, but it moves stuff around quick. Right. Um, and then, Basham Lads. I like this one. 
cast value eight until your next hero phase. Uh, you get to add one to wound rolls for attacks made by friendly Iron Jaws units uh, while they are wholly within 16 inches of the caster. So most of the time you're going to be wounding on twos. Well, that works. There's there's so much good here. It's just like run up and punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. And it should work. <laughs> and the magic is pretty cheap. Like most of this stuff is so cheap. Mm-hmm. So let's look. Um, now, that's the general rules. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do. You can mix and match. Like I said, you now have the 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 uh, weird knob options to take. Um, but now you got three sets of special abilities: um, Iron Suns, Blood Tooths, and Choppas. Now, um, I like the Choppas personally. Um, I like all of them. <laughs> They all, they all can be fun, but I just figured I was picking one. If I was going to pick one, I was going to pick the choppers. But why don't we go? If you like them all, we'll just hit them all. Um, you want to take the Iron Suns? Yes. So right. this one um, is Deck Bad Grot Kicker. We talked about that in the background, so this is what uh, they do. So you get to subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by enemy units that target an Iron Suns unit in the first battle round. So this is shooting and everything like that or even combat if you can get there because of how fast you can move um so this is the sneaky stuff uh they have a command ability called all right get them so at the start of the enemy charge phase you can use a command ability and if you do so you pick a friendly iron suns unit that's within 12 inches of an enemy unit wholly within 18 inches of a friendly iron suns hero and more than three from any enemy models, then that unit can attempt to charge. So this is like the counter charge type move for a command point. You still get the plus one to charge from the allegiance abilities. Right. And then if you're an Ard boy with the drummer, you get to add plus another two. So you can charge up, which then prevents your opponent from charging and controlling the positioning game. Um, or if you have some units that gain bonuses when they charge, you've suddenly taken that away. So, um, and then to top it off, mm-hmm. the command trait for the mega boss, and it has to be a mega boss to get this, is at the start of the first battle round, you get an additional command point just for free. That's nice. Yeah, it works. And then the first Iron Sun's mega boss to get an artifact of power has to take the sun's blessed armor, which is you worsen the rend characteristic of attacks that target the bear by one. So you got like a defense of one against rend. Yeah. This is so pretty good. The one, see, I guess I always look at this and I go that, that you can't really hurt us as well. First round. It seems like it, you know, it, it's, I don't know, it just always seems like it doesn't do that much for me, but I don't, I've, uh, go ahead and explain to me why that's awesome. So, the meta in the game right now is starting to shift towards shooting, especially with the release of cities. Uh-huh. Um, and with Slanesh and everything like that, where big monsters have been carrying the day, 
the shooting meta is going to start to come back. So this prevents your big stuff from getting shot to ribbons, um, as well as your small elite Iron Jaws army. Mm. And okay. if anything it, you're playing against is like an Alpha Strike army, like a Gavriel Surcharge thing, um, they're going to be minus one to hit you when they go into combat against you. That is good. Yeah, so it's a good defensive type play. And then you have the all right, get him for the command ability to prevent um, you from necessarily being completely alphaed. So you have, it gives you a little more tactical play in that first round of comp, in that first battle round. Cool. I didn't realize how fast they were. I suppose that first round it would, would be all you need if you're if you're moving along like like I would expect you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood tooths. You know what? I'm going to skip blood tooths because I said I like the, the choppers. I want to do the choppers. Get we'll to them. back. All right. Uh, the choppers come in. Vandal hordes. Reroll charge rolls that are within 12 inches of a terrain feature that is fully or partially in enemy territory. It's a weird one, but I figured once you get into that port, basically it's get on their side of the board, and if you don't make the charge from that close, get, take another shot at it. Mm-hmm. Their command ability is Rabble Rouser. Uh, when they use their Violent Fury, they get to pick three Brutes or Ard Boys instead of just one unit. Um, what does the uh, Violent... Which one's the Violent Fury again? So this one is a change on an ability that they had prior. So in your hero phase, you can pick one friendly Iron Jaws unit wholly within 15 inches of this model. And until your next hero phase, you add one to the damage inflicted by attacks made by melee weapons from that unit. And you cannot affect the same unit more than once. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, And the safety feature on this one is it can only affect brutes or ard boys, not pigs. Okay, uh, and then, of course, you've got to have this command trait, and you've got to have this artifact of power. The command trait, uh, checked out, plus two to bravery, if you're wholly within 18, of the general. And, Which is huge. Yeah, that's a lot. Then the first uh, weird knob to get the uh, artifact has to take the Mega Skull Staff. He is treated as having the Mega Boss keyword for com- purposes of doing the, uh, the war. So you can... Take the choppers and not have to uh, miss a- out if you take a weird knob. And it has to be a weird knob general. Yeah. To get it, it has to take the mega skull. And then they'd also subsequently get checked out because they're the general. So this is the one where in the background and they're led by a weird knob. Yeah. So it plays right into the background. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like this. Like I said, this is the one that I, uh, when I was reading, I'm like, I like this. Mm-hmm. This looks like, this is the one I want to give a try to, but, all right, um, you want to take the Blood Tooths? Yeah, so they have Hunt and Crush, so you get to add one to Run and Charge rolls for Blood Tooths unit in addition to Eager for Battle, so they get plus one to Run and plus two to Charge, because they are <laughs> always moving. Um, they have... And this is the one that has a lot of pigs in their army thematically. Uh, so 
they have break the break through the line as their command ability, so you can use it at the end of your combat phase. Um, if you do so, you pick one friendly blood tooth unit that has fought, and that is holier than two feet of a friendly blood tooth general or hero. And that unit can make a normal move, but cannot run or retreat. So it's if you blow through a unit in that combat phase, you then get to move. Okay. So it's a bit situational, but if you can break through small units to then move on to the next one or get your units into a better position. Is this this what you would call tactics? Tactics. Tactics, yes. Cunning tactics. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, their command trait, so this is for any blood tooth general, is get the realm gate. And if there are any baleful realm gate terrain features on the battlefield, when he uses the Iron Jaws Wa command ability, you add two to the dice roll to determine the effect. So it's very situational and board specific. So this one's a little rough. Okay. Because you have to take it. Um, and then the artifact, though. So the first mega boss to get an artifact has to take the quick duff amulet. So this one, once per battle, the bearer can cast the great green hand of Gork spell from the Lord of the Weird. And if they do so, it's automatically going off and it cannot be unbound. This one's really good. Yeah, the artifact is amazing, yeah. but the command trait is a little iffy. But it fits. You're jumping. You know, you get a bonus to jumping through realm gates. You're like, I don't really want to jump through the realm gate. Well, they get a bonus because they that they love it. So mm-hmm. it went from super dangerous to only somewhat superly dangerous. Dun, dun, dun. That's all the iron tooths, isn't it? Or not iron tooths? What it was the uh, iron, iron jaws? jaws. Yeah, yeah, that's the iron jaws stuff. All right. Um. So let's talk about his play style a little bit. It's every, a lot of this stuff is designed to get just move you up fast and have you hit him hard for extra, whether it's extra damage or extra rend or extra whatever. Um, this is a really straightforward plan for this army, isn't it? It is. And if you take weird knobs, you can definitely use some of their damaging spells to pick off support units and support characters. It's this way, you have to fight them fair. I see, I see. Um, let's take a break then. And yeah, sure. uh, we'll come back with the uh, with the Bone Splitters. Because they got a bunch of stuff too. And all this leading up to the big... Wah! I can't wait. Um, all right, we'll be back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. 
That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we're back. We're back with the Bone Splitters. Bone Splitters got even cooler. <laughs> a little, you know, side, uh, a little, you know, what are, what are they? War clans, I think, than the <laughs> than the Iron Jaws have. At least uh, a little more, you know, um, variety between uh, what they do. Mm-hmm. I like this one. Um I'm going to grab the beginning here. So they're battle traits. Uh, you can pick a keyword if you want. Bone grins, drag foot, uh, or ice bone. Um, they've got one called tireless trackers. This Once again, you get a lot of movement in here. Uh, mm-hmm. After your army's set up, but before the first battle round begins, half your bone splitters units rounded up can move five inches. That's right. Boom. All of a sudden, everything just shifts and moves and adjusts. It doesn't even necessarily have to run forward, although I have a good feeling that sometimes you're just going to run them forward. Yeah, most of the time you're going to be running it forward. Yeah. They get up there. Um, oh, and then they got the war paint, which is they got basically a six-up word save against everything. Yeah. Um, with the trackers, though, you can move back if you want to bluff that you're playing aggressive. Oh, that's so true. you could do tactics. <laughs> I'm dying. That's not a good pain. Oh, my God. Dear goodness. All of a sudden I was breathing and then it didn't work right. Ugh. Ugh. No, really, I'm okay. Goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's fine. Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, you can back up and play tactics. Shut up. All right. Monster Hunters. Um, There's one more some? thing with the trackers. Though. Oh, more things with the trackers. Let's hear it. So your characters, each individual character counts as a unit. So if you take five characters and then just a ton of units, you can get most of the important stuff of your army just suddenly shift five inches. Oh. Because the characters are are their own unit. Yes, they are. Okay. So the characters are the units. You gotta have a, several of them. You want to you, you don't want them to be right up in the center of the battle. Right. So you can Everything if you else. take five characters and five units of bone split is like five units or whatever you then get to keep the characters back but then push the rest of it forward if you so chose or you could push it forward only halfway and then that's the tactics yeah see i got it i get mm-hmm. this that's good <laughs> 
Okay. Um, they're monster hunters. If they're within three inches of a monster, um, when it chooses to fight your unit, uh, before it piles in, you can pick. You get an extra ability. So this is great. Before you pile in, you get to pick something, which I like the variety. I like the ability that if you're going in and you're good at monster hunting, you can pick the one that's going to do the worst to that, to whatever you're facing, because you get how to take down a monster. Uh, an extra three inches on the pile in you could pick, plus one to hit rolls, going after the monster, or unmodified wound rolls after the monster is a six. It does a mortal wound on top of everything else. So, That's pretty good. They're all good. That extra three yeah. inches on the pile in, like if you're going after something, especially a monster, so it's big, so it's a big round base, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing you're you're. It's the only thing in the unit. So once you get up to touching it, you can you can slide along it, but you can't move any farther. That suddenly that six inch move for the guy who's right in front, who's up against it, so he can slide all the way down and let all those models in. That's like. Yeah, that and now just the movement one is really good. You had that with your five inches of moving in the beginning. Oh, that's so good. Plus one to hit. It's all good. Um, is there something I'm missing here? No. Okay. Uh, Spirit of the Beast. Don't take battle shock if uh, for if a unit kills a monster. That turn they don't have to take a battle shock test, and then. Um, they have one command ability, uh, and that's the walk. Same thing. Um, if your general's on the table once per uh, once per battle, you can uh, use a command ability. The, uh, all units wholly within eighteen inches of the general. You roll the dice plus that. If it's under eleven, you get plus one attack. If it's or if it's yeah, eleven or under, and then if it's twelve or more, you get plus two attacks. For those units. Now, then it gives you this little message here. And I started, I kind of liked, I appreciated this because then I was looking for it. I still don't think I got them all. But Mm -hmm. it says uh, several abilities allow bone splitters units to score two hits instead of one on unmodified sixes. If two or more abilities apply at the same time, you score an extra hit for each ability. So if it's got a different name but it does the same thing, you can use both of them, right? So... A plus one here and a plus one there suddenly becomes a plus a two or a three or whatever. So I'm like, okay, look, look for those things. How many of those can you get? Yeah. I said two, three, and five for the uh command traits on the prophet or the savage big boss. The on a four up you get the extra command point at the start and that's at the start of your hero phase. Every yes, that's all phase. the time. Yeah, that, as long as the general's life. That's that's a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Um, if you use tireless trackers, you can move eight inches instead of five If with this general is one of the other ones. Yeah. That, I mean, it's it, that, okay, I got a command trait. It's only good at the very beginning of the game. But is it good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've, and you've, I mean you're, of, of course you're planning it out if you're taking that, so... You should know what you're doing, and that's going to be so good. And then Voice of the Gods, plus two to bravery for all, everyone wholly within 18. And bravery is, at mm-hmm. a, is, a, is a, it's, at a, it's quite valuable. 
with this army. Oh yeah. Yeah. The I... only other thing like you could consider is the add two wounds because these characters are very squishy. Yeah. Um but you have a lot of good options for a prophet or a big boss. So good. Um I picked for the for the wizards the command ability for wizards. I just picked the dead cunning, get the D three command points. But this is the same thing as the as the uh, Iron Jaws, though, isn't it? It is Plus the exact the same thing. Yeah, they're all good. Mm-hmm. And this only applies to the bone split as wizards if they hurt your general. So if you have a Wargog prophet, he could either take on the Wargog prophet table or on this one. Okay. There's so much going on. Um, the artifacts are pretty good. Are, am I wrong? I, I, I like the one, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc Juice, once for battle in the hero phase, heal D6 wounds. Um, <laughs> um, glowing tattoos, your war paint works on a four up for your, you put that on your general. Your war, you got a four up ward save basically, instead of a mm-hmm. six up. That's just that's really good. Um, and then I like the the great Drake too. If the unmodified wound roll is a six, double the damage for one of the one of the melee weapons. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, the savage trophy is the other one that I liked, which is you add plus one to the bravery characteristic. Okay. For friendly bone splitters with any holier than eighteen of him. Okay, so well, either I didn't do the wizard artifacts of power, or I didn't think much of any of them because none of them are marked. Are they good? Uh, the wargog mask is pretty nasty. So in your hero phase, you get to pick one enemy unit within twelve inches of the bearer, and roll up to three dice. And if you do so, each roll of a 2-plus inflicts D3 mortal wounds to that unit. And for each one, you take D3 mortal wounds on the bearer. Oh, I did see that. And then I was like, oh, I don't know that I could risk that roll. And normally I totally would risk that roll. But I'm like, well. I would totally risk that. Because odds are you're not going to roll a 1. So for free, 3D3 mortal wounds on a unit within 12 inches. Yeah. I guess yeah, you got to bet heavy to win heavy. So, and that's not really betting that heavy. No. Um, and then the wah paint is really weird. You roll a die at the start of your hero phase, and you can attempt to cast that spell in addition to other spells that they can normally attempt to cast. So you get an extra random spell attempt for some random spell on the Lord of the Savage Beast table. So that's really cool that you just get an extra spell attempt for free. If you already know that spell, you can attempt to cast it one extra time in addition to any other spells that they can normally attempt. Hmm. That does sound pretty cool. It sounds fun. Yeah, I really... That one's good. I would I would totally be taking that. Like, probably every time. Well, the D3 Mortal Wounds. I would need but to The have, thing is, these are artifacts, so you get more for battalion. battalion. Yeah, maybe I would take them both. Who knows? Um, I'm looking at their spell lore. I picked three of these as well. I picked one, two, and four. 
Was that good? Did I get it? Did I miss something? You missed three. So there, wait, I missed three number others? Three. Oh, number three. Okay. I was like, gee whiz. This is cheap casting too. Not as cheap, I think, as the other one. Consistently, it's not as consistently. It's cheaper, but it has extra bonuses. That's right. It's five sixes and a seven. The other one has, or the other one has some fives. But this is, yeah, it's all low. I like Squiggly Curse. Uh, goes off on a six. Enemy hero within three inches of the caster takes D three mortal wounds. If it kills him, plus one the casting rolls for the caster for the rest of the battle. If the casting roll is a double, the hero takes D six instead of D three. That one seems like fun too. Hoping for you got a D six, you'll get a D three. Hope try to get a D six. Just just picking off that guy with the last wound or two, and suddenly you're you're casting at plus one the rest of the game. I'll take that. Yeah, but you have to be within three inches. Yeah, cause you, yeah. Well, yeah, you got to be in too close. Okay. I mean, it's still an option. It's just if you have a maniac weird knob uh, that runs up on a pig, I mean, he'd probably be your best bet for that spell. Uh, okay, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It's not that it's bad, it's that there, there's better ways you could take it, but you can't take that one that way. Should we go on? Let's see what else. I like the Bone Crusher. That goes off on a six. Enemy within 24 inches. If it's within six inches, takes D6 mortal wounds. If it's more than six inches, but less than 12 inches, it's D3 mortal wounds. If it's more than 12 inches away, takes a mortal wound. I just like that if you can get up kind of, if you can get up kind of close, but not be right there, you know, like kind of mm-hmm. pocketed in the unit. D6 mortal wounds for on a, goes off on a six. Yeah, that's good. Um, the breath of Gorka Morka is oh, right. amazing. Uh, cast value six. If it goes off, you pick a friendly bone splitters unit, holier than 24 of the caster that they can see. And until your next hero phase, you double that unit's move characteristic. Um, and they can and, fly. And it, and it can fly. And if the casting roll was a double, you triple the unit's movement characteristic instead of doubling it. Yeah, I did have that marked. That one's. That one's great. That one is amazing because uh, that's movement 15 on infantry or I think it's 21 or 24 if it's a pig unit. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. It is. Um, and then Brutal Beast Spirits. This one is uh, Castle U6. If it goes off, you pick a friendly... Uh, bone splitters unit holier than 24 that they can see and until your next tier phase you add one to run and charge rolls for that unit and add one to hit rolls for that unit and if it's a double you get to pick two friendly units instead of one note the plus one to hit does not specify combat only oh yeah you're right so this one you can use on the uh arrow boys um, and just make it rain. Nice. I didn't. I see. I didn't catch that part. Did not catch that part at all. That it didn't say what phase. Um. Okay. So that's all of their basic rules. Then we get extra rules just for the uh, for the three. Oh, uh, the three. There points. is one more. We should probably mention really quick. Is there? The Cunning Beast Spirits. Yeah. Castle E6 goes off. 
you get to pick a friendly bone splitters unit holier than 24, and you add one to save rolls for attacks that target that unit. You can do that in addition to Mystic Shield. So this is the old Mystic Shield, and then you can also cast the new Mystic Shield oh. to get the plus one and reroll one. So now we've got the three different war clans for the bone splitters. Right. Uh, do you want to go with the bone grins? Sure. These guys, um, their special ability is called Bring It On. Uh, enemy within 12 inches at the start of the charge phase must attempt to charge and must make a charge move if it's possible. In addition, any enemy unit within three inches of a friendly bone grins unit cannot retreat. So <laughs> you have to, like, they, they force you to come at them. They get you... Uh, Aren't these the guys who get everything all riled up and shoot everything with all the amber arrows to get it all crazy? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Because um, then they get their command ability, which is Field of Spirit. Uh, use this at the start of the combat phase. Pick a friendly unit within 18 of uh, Bone Grin Savage Big Boss until the end of the phase. Unmodified hit roll is six. The attack scores two hits instead of one. So unmodified sixes get two hits instead of one. It, that's one that you're spending on, on how many sixes you can roll in one big shake. But mm-hmm. sometimes you can get that one big shake and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but you can stack this one. Oh, you can. Because it doesn't say you can't. This so is I, where we were talking about the extra hits thing. Oh. Oh. Oh, so I can stack this. So if I'm li- if I literally after I've got that thing, if I drop three command points, then it scores four hits instead of one. Mm-hmm. Oh, twang. Yeah. Okay, I'm paying for that then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is good. That's better than I thought it was because I didn't understand what I was reading. I guess. Uh, yeah, the command ability is the reason you take to Bone Grins. That is really good. So if you're going to take a lot of shooters, this is the one to go with, right? Well, shooters are just guys that generate a lot of attacks. Um, because with Bring It On, you get in there. They can't run away from you. Um, because enemy in three inches of Bone Grins can't retreat. So you get in there, and then you start whipping it up with field of spirit you can get a lot of attacks out of even just the infantry and the savages the regular ones have two inch reach on their spears so you're getting a lot of attacks very quickly okay yeah this is good uh minus one bravery for enemies that are within 12 inches of the general is their command trait you have to have this command trait um And you have to take this as your first artifact, the Maw Crusher Beast Totem. Once per battle in the shooting phase, shoot as if you had the Maw Crusher's inner bust and bellow. Womp. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's theme I guess. It is. But... but who cares? Because I can stack this stupid command ability, mm-hmm. and six has suddenly become... <laughs> The arrows just start tapping into each other and multiplying like like they're they're that stupid magic cup in Gringotts Banks just keeps replicating. That's 
dumb. Yeah. But this is fun. Well, the only thing is a lot of their stuff has no rend. So you're just inflicting a lot of shots. (laughs) I'm just going to roll my bucket. Yeah. Get KFC bucket. Get going. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. KFC bucket. You want to take the ice bones? Sure. This one I really like because I really like this color scheme. Um, But also, they've got some neat stuff. So if the unmodified – they have freezing strike. So if the unmodified wound roll for an attack made by an ice bone unit is a six, improve the rend characteristic of that attack by one. So it's pretty neat. Starts cutting through armor right away. Um, Their command ability is freeze and run, which just sounds funny. So at the end of the combat phase, you get to use it. And if you use it, you pick a friendly ice bone boar boy unit. That's within three inches of an enemy unit and wholly within 18 inches of a friendly icebone hero. Mm-hmm. That unit can then retreat in addition until your next charge phase. Subtract two from charge rolls for enemy units that were within three inches of that bone boy of that boar boys unit before it retreated. So you can pull your unit that is much better on the charge out of combat in that phase so they can charge it in the next one, but then you kind of keep the unit that they were fighting a little more pinned in so this way they mm-hmm. can't counter charge them if you got turned. So that one is really neat. Requires a little bit of thinking, but that's okay. A little uh, bit of thinking. Gotcha. I'm good at just a little bit. So mm. <laughs> um, the, an Icebone Maniac Weird Knob General has to take this command trait, which is purebred Warbore. So you add two to this general's move characteristic, and in addition, uh, you get to add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by the boar. So it's kind of boring, um, but that's if you take a Maniac Weird Knob as your general. Yeah, if you don't take one, then you can just pick something else off the regular charts, so... Almost, you yeah. can, almost unless you got a plan for it, it makes you just, I'll go take something else. Yeah. But if you're playing to the narrative with these guys where they want to be all mounted and moving. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the first Icebone hero has to take the Katanak Pelt. So you get to add plus one to bravery characteristics for Icebone units while they are wholly within 18 inches of the bear. So yeah. That was- We've seen it before, but it's you could even stack it with the other one and get plus two. See, then that's always good. Mm-hmm. So there's there's actually just pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, what they do. I love that those are the guys that follow the follow the uh, ogres mm-hmm. around the land. They follow the uh, what do you call them? The beast claw raiders. Um. And you're right, the paint scheme, at least the pictures on here are really cool for that. Yeah, the white pigs with the ice weapons. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, all right, let's finish off these guys with the Drakfoot. Um, these guys are hilarious. Yeah, so these are the guys who, are on, who want to get rid of all the demons and all the undead so they can get back to proper killing, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> their ability to strengthen the purpose, uh, ethereal, they just... They just completely counter ethereal. Ethereal doesn't work against their attacks, and any ability that negates wounds doesn't work. Mm-hmm. 
if this comes from these Dragfoot units. So your ethereal and your healing is all out the window. Um, that's horrifying, actually. Against the right opponent? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, their command ability is shout down to magic. So um, after an enemy wizard casts a spell, you use the command ability, pick a friendly Dragfoot unit with 10 or more models, wholly within 18 inches of a Wurgog Prophet or a War Dock, and they can try to unbind the spell. And you get, if it's 20 or more models, you get plus one to the gun binding roll on top of that. So you can mm-hmm. just channel it. So you're just channeling the power through a unit there. The, the energy flowing through them, they're all shaky, and they boom, shoot it out, hit the whole unit. The whole unit becomes the conduit, and it makes a spell happen. Makes a spell not happen. I mean not happen. Because they get loud enough, and the spell dissipates on the way over. <laughs> they shout it out of existence. Oh, God. Um, then the general gets... Uh, okay, the general gets no command trait. That's right, I remember this. Um, instead, all your Dragfoot wizards know the Fireball spell instead of Arcane Bolt. Um, and Fireball goes off on a five. Pick an enemy unit within 18 inches of the caster. Uh, if it's got one model, it takes a mortal wound. Two to nine models is D3. Ten or more models, D6 mortal wounds. And every one of your Dragfoot wizards know this spell. Yeah, instead of Arcane Bolt. This is arguably better than Arcane Bolt, though, right? No, it is. Yeah. Um, unless you're shooting a single model. Uh, so this is one of those weird ones. This is a basic spell from the Realm of Fire. Mm-hmm. So you essentially always carry it with you wherever you go. Oh, okay. So you have a lot of different versatility in your magic phase. Cool. Um. What else? Oh, the... Uh, uh, yeah, the burn and tattoos. So the first hero has to get I this. Like this. Um, when you use the war paint battle traits to successfully negate a wound or mortal wound allocated to the bearer, you can inflict one mortal wound on an enemy unit within one inch of the bearer. So it's if you roll a six, you get to bounce a wound back on a unit within an inch. It's not amazing, but their basic ability is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, their their basic ability is fantastic. So um you know yeah, against the right So do do you pick this though? Do you pick this to play on like if you're going to a tournament? And this is the, this is we got through all the stuff for them. So we could talk about them. I mean, what what's they've got neat stuff. Um I think they all have a place depending on your particular style. I mean, Drakfoot is good. Um, the ability to negate Ethereal is kind of meh because so much of the Bone Splitters doesn't have Rend. Um, but being able to negate the secondary healing or prevention effects, like it completely shuts down the um, Deathless Minions. Uh, it completely shuts down like the blight, like the plague stuff that heals or prevents damage. So against the right thing, any of those special abilities where it's like if you take a wound or mortal wound and you roll this, you negate it. All that stuff gets turned off. 
Yeah. So if you're playing against the Legions of Nagash, they can't. Uh, they don't well, have that thing. Legions of Nagash. It's Nurgle. It's Flesh Eater Courts. Um, Night Hunt. Daughters of Cain. Like wow. it can shut down a lot of stuff, but you don't have a command trait that really works, or yeah, an additional command trait that really works because it just gives you a fireball. Um, which is a cool spell, but by the same token, you can't multicast it. You can only have one guy cast it. So, I mean, it's cool. I think it's one of those things that you're going to have to prepare for that you might run into it. And you have to figure out how to play around it. Yeah. I think the best one is Icebone, personally. Um, now, why do you say that? It's the movement control. Because you get to back the units off, you get to freeze stuff in place, and you get the extra rend. That That is pretty good. Now, you have to pick one of these three? You don't. You don't. You can do the regular stuff, but if you're going to take one, I personally like the Icebone best, but you have... A different way of playing each one because the bone grins we talked about them is just like oh, yeah. ridiculous amounts of attacks yeah and like you said even if you don't have a lot of shooting you just do a lot of punching yeah so i mean there's lots of different builds that you can do depending on either your narrative or what you want to do I'm just looking through some of this stuff. I'm already I'm getting myself distracted again. Good. They have good. Yeah, I'm just looking at Savage Boar Boys have so many attacks. Mm-hmm. Savage Moor Boys have so many attacks. Mm-hmm. Holy within eighteen inches. Yeah, that could get dumb really quick. Got that yeah, Bone Grains is really good if you're gonna if you're gonna be taking uh massive Massive bodies. Massive units of bodies, yeah. which is what they're about. Um, so just between boys or the shooters or like even the more boys, just rev those things up into the nth degree. And heaven forbid if you come from Hish. Because <laughs> then you get access to the ether quartz. Oh. So every time you spend a point on five, you get it back. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, there's a lot of neat stuff you can do just by subtle variation. So, Hmm. I like that. Um, We have the Big Wild Allegiance. And this is all brand new. This is all brand new. Do we want to... Um, do we want to pause? And then... We probably should. Come back and just, just do this part right this coming up? Yeah, because there's a lot. Yeah, and it's so cool. I'm so excited. All right, we'll be back. Gutrock punched the ghoul's face out of the back of its head and into the face of the one behind it. The Iron Jaws had stumbled into the nest of flesh eaters by chance, but now as the pale creatures spilled from the shadows, they were met by whole mobs of grinning Ulrichs with ready choppas. 
amidst the reeking masses, Gutrock spied a hulking, rot-skinned monster. Eh, this one's mine. Any git that gets in my way is gonna get himself crumped. To drive home the point to those around him, Gutrock raised his rusted boss claw and gave it a grinding snap. Roaring out a bellowing battle cry, he charged toward the newcomer. In response, the beast gave off a low animal hiss through rows of needle-sharp teeth. Towering over the boss, the crypt horror attacked swiftly, its filthy jaws raking down Gutrock's face and siding in a shower of blood and sparks. With a crunch of iron, Gutrock brought up his boss claw and grabbed the beast around its neck. Here comes the good bit, thought Gutrock, oblivious to the blood running down his side or the fact that one of his eyes didn't see so good anymore. With a chuckle, he snapped shut his claw. Tainted blood sprayed across his face from the horror's now-severed neck stump. Turning back toward the fray, Gutrock grinned through the gore and charged. And we are back with the brand new The Shiny Da Big Wah. Um, I got so excited when I read this, I was, I stopped reading and started texting you. Yes, yes, you did. Um, this this just reminds you of all the stuff I read about when I was first playing this at the end of sixth edition when I first got like introduced to this game, um, and in the seventh edition when they had it was. Like, it was a couple of books ago, but and it was not the nice new fancy eighth edition book that came with uh, the uh, Mangla Squigs. It was the old one mm-hmm. where you, you counted up the units and what they were doing, and if they were doing that, you got bonuses. Um, and this works the same way, except it's got that AOS twist on it. So it's like, oh, you earn points for this, and then you can spend points to do special things or let it keep building. This whole idea of charging up the wah energy is... They took the lore and they made rules that made it still feel like the lore. I'm so happy with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, how this works is... Um, you receive wah points in the following ways and they run through this and, it, and it, the thing is it happens it's not just at like the start of your turn you total it up this happens in different phases because there's always something happening um and there you know there's always different you're always bashing heads in different phases or rushing in in different phases which is giving you that that drive to fight so start of the hero phase you get d6 points if your general's alive if it's Gordrak, you just get straight six, okay? Also, at the start of your hero phase, every war chanter is worth two points. Every wargog prophet and war doc is worth a point. And that's all just in your hero phase. So basically, if your characters are alive, they're worth points. Depending on the character, yeah. Yeah. But there's uh, four different types of characters. Um... And you're, at the very least, you're going to get the D6 if your general's alive. Because mm-hmm. you got to have a general. So uh, Then you move into the charge phase. You charge with 10 or more models. That's a point. Just building it's up. It's a all. unit with 10 or more models. I'm sorry, yeah, not just 
total. <laughs> yeah, no, a unit with 10 or more models. Boom. Sorry, that's a point. Um, then in the combat phase, Auric Hero within three inches of an enemy unit, boom, points. You could have already gotten points for them at the, during the hero phase. Mm-hmm. But they're in combat, so it's a few extra points. Then also at the start, Auric units with 10 or more models, units, not just total models, <laughs> within three inches of an enemy unit, that's a point because they're going to fight. it. So you've got all these different things that build up. And um, the maximum points you can have is 30. So you ignore it after 30, okay? Um, and then basically you keep a running total. However many points you have, that's where you are on the chart. And the chart's cumulative. Now, there are things you can do to spend a lower on the chart, but the chart basically builds up. Um, and the, the first thing, as soon as you get four points, it's that uh, the thing we loved from the uh, Iron. The mad shows, as right? hell. Yeah, the mad as hell. Oh, you did wounds to me, and I'm nine inches away. I'm running in six inches. Suddenly, you just get that. Any orc unit, everybody's got that all the time. Um, you get up to six points. A couple more. Then you can use the Wa Magic uh, battle trait. There's a, and that's where you can spend stuff. We'll come back to that. I just want to roll through this. At eight points, plus one to charge. At twelve points, um, six up. You basically get uh, you get war paint for everybody. Isn't that what it is? Basically, on a six up, the wound or mortal wound is negated. Mm-hmm. You hit sixteen points plus one to hit um, for melee. You hit twenty points plus one to wound in melee. It's just and it just, uh, it's like oh wow! It's but they're just that that magic's going on. They're getting more aggressive. They're going to go in there. They're going to fight. Uh, at twenty four, you can use the big wah. So this is the point you're building up, and um, you can build it up pretty quick in the beginning of the game, can't you? Depending on how, if you build for it, you can totally do it. Yeah. And I'm saying you don't even. It's it's not even like it's 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 not really something you can necessarily abuse, but you can set up to build it up quick in the beginning. But it's not like some of these other ones that you can really seem to abuse. You could just you've got you've got you've got you got to have characters and units alive and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, at six points you get to use your wow magic, and uh, basically. Before casting or dispelling or unbinding any of that, you can uh, you can use the power of the wash. So what you do is uh, you uh, lose D3 points off of your big wa points here. Lose D3 and you get plus one to casting. Lose D6, plus two to casting or dispelling or unbinding for, for both of them. You can only use it once per wizard. So if you've got enough points, if you're up in the twenties and you need to start casting magic, you can you can you can go d six with the first guy, roll it, and if it, you roll up really low, do it again with your next wizard. Mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean that plus two to cast is pretty good, isn't it? Well, plus two to cast, unbind, and dispel. Right, right. Um, so you get to do your cheap spells easier and shut down your opponent's magic phase more better. <laughs> So yeah, and that's at six now. You, so and you you don't have to use it, but if you feel you need it, you you've got it there. Um, 
do you want to do the the uh command abilities? Yeah, that's the big wall command ability. Here we go, here we go. Here we go. Um so this one you can use regardless of how many wall points you have. Um you get to use it at the start of your hero phase. If you do so, you choose one friendly auric hero. You receive one wall point for every ten auric models that are within twelve inches of the auric hero or within eighteen inches of that auric hero if they are a general or a war chanter. You cannot use this command ability more than once in the same phase. I like that it's so a command or the point war in order to rev up the engine. Yeah. And then for when you get to yeah. 24 WA points, you can call out the big WA command ability. So this one is you need 24 points and a command point in order to do it. So use it at the start of the combat phase. If you have a big WA army and at least 24 points, your journal is on the table. If you do so, add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly orc units until the end of that phase and you cannot use it more than once per phase. So there's no minimum distance. It's just the table plus one attacks to all melee weapons. So that's pretty cool. Uh, At the end of the phase in which you use this command ability, you must roll a dice. And on a one, you reduce the wall points for your army to zero. On a two through five, you half of it, you half it, rounding down, and on a six, nothing happens. So the most you can have is 30. So mm-hmm. if you play it, if you get it maxed out and use it, and you don't lose it all, you're still only down to 15. Which is still pretty good. Yeah, considering you're using this in this, this command ability in the, co- oh, at the start of the combat phase. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you're not getting any more points after that. But you're literally um, got everything but the hit and wound rolls at that point. Even if it's 24, if you drop down the 12, that you were in the 12 range anyway. So as long as you don't roll a 1, you well, can keep it going. Well, the thing is, because you have multiple things at the start of the combat phase, you get to pick what order it goes in. Oh, so you could use this in the beginning and then... Rev the engine back. Okay. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's better than I thought. So, is okay, is this really great... I mean, it's. Just, I read it. and I'm like, it's just plus one attack. Like, I just had. It's the one. The only thing about this that kind of disappointed me was I remember the old ones from the old books where it's like you get extra. Yeah, you call this and you're gonna you get to charge up farther and you get bonuses to your stuff. Like it just. It seems like it's just the one thing. Now, I mean, that could be way better than I'm thinking it is, but it just seems like you used to be able to. You you'd call it early and you would allow you to run faster. You know, get in there better. And uh, it like worked f- something for everybody, not just plus one attack. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong, or am I remembering this wrong? No. Um, okay. Well, oh, oh, good then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, what I like about this too is then it gets simple over here. Um, command traits. Now, we went through all those Iron Jaws and all those Bone Splitters command traits for the first, you know, two-thirds of the show so far. Um, the big wa it, it just, it allows you to take a mix of everything and get this cool ability, but it's not listing up a whole bunch of other stuff. So, the traits, it, hey, if he's an Iron Jaw, take Iron Jaw traits. If he's a Bone Splitter, take Bone Splitter traits. 
Um, heroes, artifacts. Guess what? If he's an Iron Jaws hero, go pick from the Iron Jaws artifacts. Bone splitters, pick the bone splitters. Yeah, but it's a must come. So if you take a big Wa army, you cannot take realm artifacts. Oh. <laughs> so if you take the big Wa, you have you you can only it's, take Oh Yeah, it says any artifact of power taken for a whatever hero must come from the artifacts of power from that particular group. Oh, so stay orky, huh? Yeah, because day is the best. Are you giving... I mean, I know this is going to sound ignorant because I know you are, but I can't think of offhand what type of stuff you would really want to give to them that... Um, the bonuses to bravery stuff, um, the rend 3 for the Iron Jaws weapon. Um, like, there's some good stuff from the basics list that we talked about. But you have to take it from their basic artifact list. So losing all those realms is kind of... It's a big trade, but getting these massive army-wide bonuses See, for that, the exactly. big wah is your trade. Exactly. I didn't catch that. That's interesting. I did not catch that at all. Um, okay, um... Same thing with mount traits. Pick them from the Iron Jaws. You can have an Iron Jaw mount trait. Take it off the... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, mount traits. One guy has a mount trait. You can choose an additional oh, for each war scroll. So they, they got a yeah, mount trait. each battalion that hasn't changed. The war beats, though, is it's one war chanter can have one unless you take an, a, a uh, battalion. So, whereas if you do Iron Jaws, you get all your war chanters get a war beat. If you do big wa, it's one and then an additional one for every battalion. Interesting. And spell lores. Um, each wizard uh, knows one spell from the iron, uh, iron jaw wizard knows from iron jaw table. Bone splitters know from the bone splitter table. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, I didn't realize that that it must come from, or, I mean, I yeah. did read it that way. I just wasn't thinking that I would want to pick from somewhere else. I wasn't worried about the must. I was just thinking, oh, that makes sense. Because now you don't have to make a whole separate list of artifacts. Because Iron Jaws are going to take Iron Jaws stuff, no matter which of these are in. Yeah. I love this combination. They didn't squelch or get rid of any of their... They didn't get rid of any of their uniqueness for when they were two separate books. Mm-hmm. They just said sometimes when a mega boss really gets these guys revved up and they really start causing destruction, these differences don't matter anymore. These guys are going to join in because that's what they do. And if you want to play it that way, you've got this. And technically, I, mean, I suppose you could just take a whole Iron Jaws army if you didn't want to play Bone Splitters and just say it's this allegiance. Yeah. So if you do either Bone Splitters or Iron just have it be purely that you can pick either bone splitters for your allegiance ability or the big wah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be mixed. So you can, I mean, you can no. take it with whatever you have. Hmm. Interesting. I like I like this one a lot. I really do. Uh, okay, skip the path to glory stuff. 
Do War- we want to do the Warshals or the Battalions first? Uh, I suppose you should do the Battalions last because, A, if it runs long, we can skip them. And if it... Uh, and uh, half the stuff that you're saying you got to put together, if we haven't gone over what they are, doesn't, you know, then we don't mm-hmm. know what we're talking about. Right. And they've got them... Um, okay, so there's the Brawls and the Rucks, right? Yeah, it's the brawl, the fists, the rucks, including the big ones. So, yeah, they're all pretty simple. So we we can kind of just breeze through them. Um, all right. So this starts off with the iron jaws in the front half, basically. Uh, is am I correct with this? Yes, I think I am. Yeah, it's well. It starts with Gordrak. Yeah, it starts with Gordrak. But I'm saying everything after this is Iron Fist until we. I mean, Iron Fist, <laughs> Iron Jaws, Iron Jaws un- until we get to the end of all the Iron Jaw units, and then we get. So let's let's uh, let's run some of this. Gordrak is just awesomeness. Um, sixteen wounds, three up save, eight bravery. Uh, that inner bursting bellow that you could get if you have that one ability. Eight inch range, six attacks, twos by threes, one rend, one damage. So that's going. Uh, Smasha and Cunnan are five attacks each, both twos by threes with a rend, damage one, damage D3. And we haven't even gotten to the fists and the tails from the from the cabbage. Yeah, Smasha is damage, D3, Cunnan is just one. Yeah, one and D3. I thought that's what I said. Um, yeah. And then it gets up to nine. Starts with nine attacks, down to five for the fist and tail for the for the uh, maw crusher, and that's threes by threes, two rend damage two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they just and then he's got a slew of special abilities. He's just really good. I mean, and and the model itself is so gorgeous. Do you want to hit some of his besides flying and the, okay. the stuff? So there's a lot here. Um, the biggest one is massive destructive bulk, which is the same thing as um, like the other cabbage um, has it. Um, yeah, just making sure that it looks right. His is a little different, though, because why wouldn't it? Um, so after he makes a charge move, you get to pick an enemy unit within an inch of the model. And roll a number of dice equal to his destructive bulk value on his damage table. So he starts at nine going down to five. Uh, so he's Dolly Parton. Cool. Um, <laughs> for each five plus that enemy unit takes a mortal wound. In addition, after this model makes a charge move, you can pick a terrain feature within one inch of this model and roll a number of dice, blah, blah, blah. Um, if any of the val- of the dice are a six, so odds are you're going to roll at least one, Units no longer receive the cover modifier to their save rolls for being on or within that terrain feature. So he leveled it. Yes. <laughs> um, so this one is the only difference between uh, the regular destructive bulk and the massively destructive bulk is that he essentially negates your cover when he charges. And if the massively destructive bulk. Yeah, um, if the wounds inflicted by the destructive bulk mean that there are no enemy models left within three inches of him, then it can attempt to make another charge move, which then begets another massively destructive bulk. 
which he can do any number of times in a single turn. So as long as each one results in all enemy models within three inches being slain. That's uh, if you can pull that off, that could be really cool. If you can pull it off, um, you can definitely just go all Miley Cyrus on it. If you want, um, it just, it requires a bit of luck and picking the right targets. So there's that one. Cunning. Uh, so this is the chopper that wants to hit wizards. If the unmodified wound roll for an attack made by Cunning that targets a wizard is a four plus, that attack inflicts D3 mortal wounds on the target and the attack sequence ends. So, but this is a wizard. So that also includes units of wizards like Evocators, Pink Horrors, um, Sisters, Brolocks. So there's a lot of stuff. Um, and then you have Smasha, which is if the unmodified wound roll for an attack made by Smasha that targets a hero that is not a wizard um, on a four plus uh, that attack inflicts D3 mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. So that's against heroes, but not wizards. But then you get Four wizards. Plus. Yeah. I mean, and you got twos to hit, five attacks each. I mean, you're going to hit four of those five hits. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get at least two of those. Each two of those will be a four plus. So you're doing, the two of them are doing rend one, damage one, or damage D3. And then the other two attacks are doing D3 mortal wounds. If it's hitting the right type of hero. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> I like this. He's cool. Yeah, he is cool. Um, um, and then he and the uh, mega bosses in general have strength from victory. So at the end of the combat phase, if any enemy models are slain by wounds inflicted by this model's attacks in that combat phase, you add one to this model's wound characteristic and add one to the attacks characteristic of both Smasha and Cunning. Every round? Period. So if he um, slays, if any animals are slain by wounds inflicted by this model's attacks in that combat phase, add one to this model wound characteristic and one to the attack characteristic. characteristic. Yeah. So that's models. It used to be heroes. Now it's just models. So if he gets stuck in on some horde and just starts dealing out Stupid amounts of damage every turn. So on turn one, he's got five attacks. By turn two, he could have six attacks. No, 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 no. By the end of turn two, he could have eight. Actually, if he gets into combat turn one and kills one model, he gets plus one attack. So that's top of one. Bottom one, he's at six attacks each. Kill something goes to seven. Oh, wait a minute. At the end of the combat f- Oh, combat every combat phase. phase. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so wait a minute. I run yeah. in and you try to throw some stupid horde in front of him to keep him from getting to your 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 characters. And, yep. as, and in the turn, it takes him to chew through that horde. He's now coming at you with... Two more attacks that next turn. And possibly... Oh. And the thing is, he's a t- if I'm attacking 
a hero, I'm attacking with both of them. Only one gets the cool bonus, but I'm still attacking with both of them, and they're still both going to hurt. A lot. So... <laughs> See, these guys are so much fun. Yeah, they made the war boss on Crusher much more better. I mean, he's cost as much as Gotrek, but he. This is. Oh, this is so good. Uh, and what's his command ability? Voice of Gork. Yeah. So this one used to be you picked a destruction unit, and they got to add plus two attacks to all their characteristics. Um, and they got to roll 3d6 when they charged, but that was only once per game. And if it was affecting a unit in a battalion, it hit the whole battalion. Ooh. Now it's just um, at the start of the combat phase, you get to pick up to three friendly destruction units, wholly within 24 of him. And until the end of that phase, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by that unit. And you cannot benefit from that command ability more than once. And you cannot benefit from go on lads get stuck in in the same phase though the go on lads get stuck in is on the uh regular mega, mega boss. bosses yeah both on the cab both on the maw crusher and on foot but those only affect iron jaws unit this affects all destruction units right okay oh, okay so you can use this on trogets you can use this on gargants. You can use this on squigs. Well, and you can use it on. Um, you can use it on the bone splitters too. Yeah, because it's a destruction unit, right? Oh, yeah. You can use. Yeah, those guys only have iron jaws. Godrak is Godrak is kind of awesome. He is, um, and there are some people are like, "Oh, his command ability is not that great." It's cool because you can affect three units at once within two feet of him mm-hmm. and he's on that dinner plate of a base so he can affect big units of stuff of which destruction is notorious for and then the plus one to hit it affects anything in the destruction range so that's anything squigs trogs uh spiders just <laughs> you yes, name and it, it you says it, it says it in the book though everything follows him Anything right. that that worships Gorkamorka, anything that is a is a destruction unit, will follow him when he's running through. Yeah, so this is still making the case for a mixed destruction army. If you wanted to try to do it, um, the other thing that a lot of people may not even realize is you have destruction has this massive menagerie of models from Forge World. Massive menagerie of models. You're like, look at you. You talk yes. so pretty. I does. Um, so he can use that on them because they all have the destruction keyword. Hmm. So like mirror worms, the bone grinder gargants, um, the colossal squig. Like there's just a ton of models that they have access to. A magma dragon, for Pete's sake, that he can use. Oh, yeah. Here you go for free. Plus one to hit. Merry Christmas. Very nice. Well, he is better than the regular Mega Boss. Let's move on to the regular Mega Boss, shall we? Yeah, we uh, have to. Yeah, one less wound. Uh, D6 attacks on the burst. Yeah, so this is if you took the 
Bongrin's this is the attack you use, so the D6 attacks, not the straight six. Right. Um, now, he's actually got some pretty decent... Uh, his Ren's decent, his damage is decent. Um, you either pick, what, the Bone Gore Hack and Chapa or the Chapa and the Rip Two Fist. I kind of don't see why you wouldn't take the Hack and the Chapa. You get two more attacks, two-inch range, and everything else is the same. Yeah, they, but the fist has an extra little ability. Oh, okay. So let's see. But the all their weapons, threes by threes, including the mighty fist and tail. So everything's hitting with the Mega Boss and Maw Crusher on threes, wounded on threes. Rend one, except for the Maw Crusher's Rend two, and everything's damaged too. It's actually pretty straightforward. It's nice that it's... Yep, whatever mm-hmm. you think it's this. Um, it can fly. It's got the destructive bulb we talked about. What is this rip to fist? If the unmodified save roll for an attack that targets a model with a rip two fist is a six, the attacking unit takes a mortal wound. Okay. So, yeah, if he rolls a six to save, he does a mortal wound back to you. Um, in general, I'm still probably going to take the Hacka and Chapa, but if you took the fist, you have the possibility to bounce mortals back. I think I'm going with the Hacka and Chapa too. I'll take the two extra attacks. Just do it yeah, that way. it's just consistency. I, I can see, although I can't see because with such a large base, if you're getting attacked by a horde of stuff, maybe something that doesn't have a lot of rend. You know? Oh, yeah, then you can start cleaning the house. Yeah, I would totally, yeah, if I knew I was going to be playing against a horde, I would take the thing with the rip two fist because you know you're going to be making a ton of saves anyway. Might as mm-hmm. well bounce some of that back. Um Oh, and they've got the same rule that uh, Gorjak has, yeah. Strength from victory. So they get it. I mean, they've only got one weapon. So they're only, at the end of the combat phase, literally only getting one as opposed to getting two more attacks. Mm-hmm. But still, eight attacks with that Hacka and Chapa. At the end of turn one, if you got stuck in, you could be at ten attacks. End of turn two, you're at a dozen attacks. This, Yeah, these guys are good. But then you're also adding more wounds as you go, too. Oh, that's right. So you start at 15 wounds, but that's right. So you, if you don't take any, if you hadn't taken any, then you'd be at 19 wounds by the end of turn two. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> no, they're rough. All right. So if you take the Mega Boss off the cabbage, he drops down to a four-inch move with seven wounds. But he's still got a bunch. Uh, he's and he can only be the rip uh, chop and rip two fist. But that's not bad. I mean, it's not bad at all. Um, still six attacks, three by three. We talked about him. He's still got strength and victory. Uh, and they got the still got go on lads get stuck in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like those. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't take the cabbage, but I you know points. Yeah, yeah, but boy, that thing is nice. Well, it's also then you get to stack on a mount trait uh, for the non-Gorjak versions. Right. So there is a list here, I think, where you can take multiple Maw Crushes. Well, they're 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 460 a pop, so... You could take three, effectively. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
All right. You'll have to give us that list when we get through this. All right. Let's look. Uh, quick. War Chanter. War Chanter and the Weird Knob Shaman. Um, War Chanter. That's the one that keeps that beat and that rhythm going. But he's not the yeah great... the air the air traffic controller. Yeah, he's not the crazy one though. Like from the uh, Bone Splitters, but he still is doing his thing here. Uh, six wounds, four up, save. Uh, he's got the Gork Stick, Mork Stick. Six attacks, fours by threes, no red one damage. He's not really that tough. Um, but this is another one. Unmodified hit roll is a six. Two hits instead of one. And uh, he has something called Violent Fury. Pick a friendly Iron Jaws unit wholly within 15 inches. Until your next hero phase, plus one damage by attacks made with melee weapons by that unit. You can't use this more than once per phase. That's not bad. And that's an ability. That's not a command. It doesn't cost you a point. Pick one and mm-hmm. plus one damage. That's pretty good, actually. I like that. Yeah. Especially if you got these guys who are getting extra attacks and things like that. And then the shaman. Now here you got finally got a wizard. Finally. Well, for Iron Jaws. Right. Do you want to you want to give this guy a, a whirl? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Um, ooh, one second. I was actually putting together that list as we uh, discussed. Oh, the look cabin. at you right in there. Yeah. I said, I said, give us the list. Well, I'm working on it. I don't on have it. it written up. It's just in my head. See, I've always got these lists running through my head, but... But they're, <laughs> yeah, it's, they're, it's it's silly. Okay, um, so I just want to make sure I was telling people the right answer because um, it's definitely doable. All right, um, neat. God, that's dumb, but I might do it anyway. Okay, so the weird knob shaman. Uh, he's got a neat little log stack. Uh, he's got a lot of attacks for a wizard. Uh, he's got three attacks instead of most wizards have one. Right. Um, he's got brutal power. So if he's wholly within 18 inches of a friendly Iron Jaws unit with 10 or more models at the end of its hero phase, it can attempt to cast a green puke spell in addition to any other cast attempts, even if he's already attempted to cast the great green puke. So it's just an extra free spell attempt. Huh. So I can cast it during it. And then at the end of the, at the end of the, Hero phase. Oh, look, I'm within 18 of a 10 model, 10 model unit. I'll get to throw it again. Yeah. Oh, because this is where the more of them that are around him and worked up, the, the more, more the power just starts running through and you guys start puking. Yeah, your head will explode if you don't do that. Yeah. All right. And it's naturally just puke. So uh, he knows he can unbind and uh, cast one per hero phase with the exception of the extra green puke. Um, so green puke cast value six. If it goes off, pick a point on the battlefield within two D six inches of the caster that they can see and draw an imaginary straight line, blah, blah, blah. Each unit that has models passed across by this line takes D three mortal wounds. So if you get close, you can do a lot of cheap mortal wounds, but it's D three, not just one, which is a big difference from some of the other line spells. Yeah, and if you can get a decent roll for the distance. Especially, you're going to cast it once, because why not? Unless you're casting Mystic Shield or Arcane Bolt or something, or you're an endless spell. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, you're throwing one. You're puking. You're puking at the end of the turn if you're near if you're near somebody. Yeah. 
If you're near any of your own guys. So that works. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'll take... Uh, I'll talk a little bit about brutes, and then you can say how they're different. And then, when you, while I'm doing this, you can finish your list up. I already did. Oh, okay. These guys got three wounds apiece and a four-up save. Mm-hmm. And they move four inches. They're like a. They're like a. Paladins. Paladins. Yeah. Uh, now you can either put them with a pair of chapas or jagged gore haka, and uh, one in every five can have the gore chapa. And then the boss can have a boss choppa or a boss claw. So there's a whole bunch of different weapons. Um, most of them have three attacks. A couple of them have four attacks. Mostly threes to hit. Some fours. All threes to wound. All one rend. The boss stuff is two damage, as is the gore choppa. So uh, basically, you know, there's a couple in here. A few less attacks may be harder to hit, but when they hit, they do more damage. But you're still up in that range of, you know, Three or four attacks, no matter what you pick. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can mix up what you take, right? No. You have the unit can either take uh, one the of the following of- weapon options. Okay, so they did clean that up because they used to be able to take all sorts of crap, couldn't they? No. That was the Ard Boys. Oh, okay. I just remember fighting the Brutes. Maybe it's that they had the Choppas, but then. One in every it five was, can have a weapon. Uh, okay, so they probably had a couple of gore choppas because it was a bigger unit. And then the yeah. other things. And then the boss choppa. And that's yeah, why it was the all the different rolls. The okay. big change on this is the boss attacks because if you had a boss claw and a brute smash, if you hit with the claw, the smash or the choppa always hit automatically. Okay. That's gone now. Oh, that's what it was because I. Cause, I just, yeah, these guys just messed up my whole game. Uh, every time I pl- played a, at uh, Lindsay's against these, these the Auric Brutes, they always had, oh, they're good. And so, yeah, they, this, so this is simplified, I take it, or just a little yeah, less powerful? Yeah, it's simplified. Um, the boss got a lot weaker. Um, and then you get to add one to the hit rolls for attacks made by the team that target an enemy unit with a wounds characteristic of a four or better. So they want to hit the big things, obviously. Um, so, I mean, it's really good. It gets them down to hitting on twos, which is great um, for most of their attacks. But they cleaned it up with regards to the boss claw and the smasha and everything because now it's just all one profile. So you're making less rolls yep. in total. That's good. That's actually a good thing. Plus, oh, jeez. Okay. Um so the gore, let's uh, the gore gruntas. Mm-hmm. Those things got five wounds, a four up save. Um, one model can be the boss. He gets an extra attack, uh, and then you get to pick pig iron choppas, pig iron, or jagged gore hackas. The jagged mm-hmm. gore hackas are a little longer, but less attacks. Uh, pig iron choppas got only a one inch range, but it's got four attacks. So it depends on. If you want that extra inch of range. Threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Um, on the charge, roll a die for each enemy unit within an inch of a model from this unit after the model from this unit finishes its charge move. So if so, if this unit's in contact with more than one unit on the charge, they're all doing this. Uh, yes. On a four-up, that enemy unit suffers a mortal wound. 
If the unit has more than one model, roll to determine if mortal wounds are inflicted after each model completes its charge, but do not allocate them until after all of the models in the unit have moved. Wait, what? Did I... What? Okay, so you roll a dice for each enemy unit within an inch of a model from this unit after the model the model from the unit finishes its charge move because you move each model one at a time. Okay. On a four up, that enemy unit takes a mortal wound. But if this unit has more than one model, you roll to determine if wounds are inflicted after each model completes its charge. Oh, okay. But you don't allocate them until after all the units have moved. So if you have a unit of three and you're charging one unit and that's all you can get into... You make the charge move with one model, roll a dice, four up, great. Next one, next one. Oh, you have to do okay. it for each one after for... each one completes its move. Okay. So it's a little messy. And you count how many units are within an inch of that model. So if you've got, you might have two within an inch of one model, but not another. They're just right. going to get, okay. So you can Tokyo Drift these things to hit their sides so they can do more damage on the way in. Because then they could affect more units potentially i see oh and don't forget also plus one to hit and wound for attacks made by a jagged gore hacka and the tuscan hooves if it made a charge move right so that's the trade-off if you take the hacka versus the choppa is that when you charge you hit on hit and wound on twos okay one less attack but you get that okay that is good um and then the Tusks and hooves also go down to three by three. Um, the big difference with this is when it does mortal wounds, um, the old war skull, there was no reason to take the jagged gore hacka. Now there is. Cause like yep. the hacka didn't have rend on the last version. Oh, that, Oh, see what the, or it did, but it just wasn't, there wasn't a point cause it didn't do anything extra. And yeah. your bases are so big with the pigs. Um, the other thing is that if the unit made a charge that was nine inches or more away, that was the only way it got a charge bonus, but then the tusks and hooves went to damage D3. Oh. So they cleaned it up quite a bit, but they still left it kind of dirty with the charge. I see. Um, and then if, you're, if your brutes are dying by the droves... And you can't replace them quick enough. Bring in some hard boys. I like this. These are the, these are the weak sauce of this game with only two wounds and a four-up save. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Choppa's two attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. So they're basic guys. All Everybody's got – all these guys have rend. Yeah. That's even better than uh, Stormcast, it seems like. The mm-hmm. Liberators. Yeah. And how much is some Ard Boys? Hold on. They're five for 90. Well, what? Battle Line and Iron Jaws are big wah if they take it with 10 or more models. Yeah, so you want to take bigger units, but still. All right, so what do these guys get to do? Um, so we should probably start with the easy part. Um, it's any number of models, and they all have Ard Boy Choppas. And up to two in every five can take a shield. Before you had any number could take choppa shield or double choppa or a big choppa. So you had all these individual models with all sorts of weird 
profiles. You oh, can roll for right. separately. That's right, because these guys would kind of pick up weapons that they would find. So some guys, they just had whatever they had. So your whole unit would be a motley mix. Right. Now it's just a flat. This is the profile. Okay. So it just cleans it up. Um, the Arboy boss gets two extra attacks. So he goes up to four attacks. Threes by threes run one damage one. Okay. So it's pretty good. Um, one in every five can be a drummer. So you had two to charge rolls while it has a drummer. And then it has two different standards, and it's a one in five. Um, can either be a Gorkamorka banner or a Gorkamorka glyph. So the if I take a unit of ten, I could literally put one of each of these in, right? Yes, sir. Okay. It's one in every five. Um, so for the banner, you add two to the bravery characteristic for this unit, uh, while it includes any Gorkamorka banners. And if it's got a glyph... You subtract one from bravery characteristic of enemy units while they're within three inches of any glyph banners. So in a unit of ten, I'm going to have – I could have one a banner boss, bearer. two drummers, a, yeah. a banner bearer, and a glyph bearer. So that's five, and then four guys with shields. And then one other guy with – Just choppers. Yes. <laughs> hey, look at Larry over there. God, he mm-hmm. just sucks. He doesn't even have any special anything. Oh, go ahead and put your chopper, Larry. <laughs> oh, man. This unit can just get totally overloaded with just everything. Two yeah. two drummers. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to do two drummers, but I guess if one dies, you want to have that one as backup. Yeah, because there's a lot of rules and stuff to let you pick out models. Okay. So you can make extras for the insurance. Makes sense. Um, and then the Auric Forge Shields is their only ability. So you roll dice each time you allocate a wound to a model with an Auric Forge Shield on a six, it's negated. Yeah, so take it. I mean, why not? Yeah, it's free. But it's wounds, not mortal wounds. Yeah, take it. It's free. I yeah. mean, you're not going to no, not sure. put it on it. Oh, and then you could take Iron Skulls, boys, which is the the... Underworld's unit, right? Yeah. Um, this has a whole reworked profile, um, but the biggest thing is that it can add up to the Mighty Wa because it's a it's there are eighty points or something for the four of them, and they fit very neatly into profile into areas because it's only four guys. Oh. So you can rev up the Wa better if you take them. But these are also Iron Suns. So if you take them, they don't get like the blood tooths or the choppers keywords. Um, so they would pick up the iron suns. Okay. So, but you can still take them in a. You can still take them in a blood tooth. It's just you won't be able to affect them with any of the with blood tooth rules or the chopper rules. Okay. And that's all of the iron jaw stuff. Run up. Punch him in the face, beat him up real good. Um, is your three cabbage list uh, an Iron Jaws list or a Big Wah list? Iron Jaws. All right, well, why don't we let us have it then. Uh, Gorjack. Uh huh. Mega Boss. And another Mega Boss. Oh, we got the three. What's yep. next? Two units of five Ard Boys. Okay. One unit of five Brutes. Okay. And the Iron Fist Battalion. 
That comes oh. out to 1940. And the what is the iron? Oh, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, but the big thing that it unlocks is that it gives the other mega boss on Maw Crusher a trait for the mount and an artifact for the rider. Oh, that's right. An extra trait for the second mount and an art. Okay. I get. The thing's going to be pretty hard to kill, though. You're not going to. You're going to have trouble holding objectives. This. This almost. This kind of feels like a. This feels like a. Uh, what do you call it? Um, the. Beast Claw Raiders lists. Yeah. Yeah. They're not fun. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that if you want to play the Wrecking Ball, you totally could. Yeah. Um, and then Gorjack uses his command ability all the time. Um, and you run the three of them as like this wall, essentially, and they hit anything and just melt it. Cool. That works. I mean, it's stupid. Um, but if you wanted to take three... Maw crushes, you could totally do it. You just don't have a lot of another army, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to pass on that. Plus, I don't want to paint three maw crushes. Um, do you want to take a break and do the other half of this list? Sure. All right, we'll be back. garage hammer shirt who cares about him look at that guy with the garage hammer hoodie that's right guys nothing tells the ladies i'm one of the gaming elite like garage wear so hurry to garagehammer.net slash store and soon you'll be the guy at game night that all the gamer chicks are talking about remember boys first you get your gear then you win all your games then you get the chicks that's right, boys. The only gamers we notice are in Garage Gear. All right, we're back. We're back with the Bone Splitters. All right, the Wargog Prophet. This is the guy with the mask. I like this model a lot. Yeah, this was the... Um, what's his name? Was it Wurzog? Yeah, it was Wurzog. And then Wurzog's gone, but the Wargogs are around. Um, This guy's... I like this. Uh, he's got seven wounds, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. Gets four attacks with his staff. Fours by threes, but no ren, but D3 damage. And then the uh, the the little squiggly beast gets D three attacks, fours by threes, no rend, one damage. So the squiggly beast with the fanged maw is literally just as effective. It just doesn't do as much damage as the stick. 
Mm-hmm. But its attacks are the same. Um, you treat it like a mount, it says in here. Uh, minus one to hit from attackers made with melee weapons to target this model. Because you're afraid of the mask, I guess? or So minus one to hit mm-hmm. them. Um, if this... Um, if this model's on the field at the start of the hero phase, on a four-up, you get a command point. So you just... Oh, he just automatically gets that. And that's her each one. <laughs> oh, seriously. You could just be, like, in the command point, uh, you know, you could have a, a just a pool of it. Mm-hmm. Start dumping all your extra cool stuff. Well, that makes sense, because you want to be able to do that. Um, you need to spend a command point to use your wall magic boost. Mm-hmm. And if you got it for several wizards, okay. Um, he can cast two and unbind two, and he's got arcane bolt, mystic shield, and fist of gork. Uh, on a five up, pick an enemy within twenty four inches. Roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in the unit for each six. It takes a mortal wound. If the casting roll is ten or ten or more, uh, the mortal wounds go on fours instead of sixes. That's the fist of Gork, all right. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's rough. That's great though. I like it. You got to yeah. pick. You got to get. You, you got to really hope to roll that ten. Well, this is where you spend the two, right? Because it's not a natural ten. It just says at the casting roll. Yeah. So if I can get. Uh, oh, look, look, okay. Check it out. I'm thinking. Um, if I've got the. Where's that probably, don't you have the plus one to cast, or does he not have that one? You can use a dock. Or a, uh, yeah, you can do a war dock. I think he's got a plus one to cast dance. Okay. Because uh, I was going to say the Bone Splitter's Wizard has plus one, but he... Oh, he is a Bone Splitter Wizard. So, yeah, yeah he could have Master of the Weird. Plus one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding for, mm-hmm. for him. And so then the war dock, you can hit him with his dance. Um to add plus one as well. So that's plus two. And then if you roll then, a D6 with the big wah, that's another plus two. So that's four right there. So you'd need a six. Or if you pop him up on a bale wind, the bale you then wind. add plus one, and you're increasing the range by six. So you're hitting it turn one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Look at me! Mm-hmm. I'll, look, I, I was thinking. I put Power things gamer. together. Power gamer, that's me. Wait till you see. Yeah. Uh, the army in your head that you'll never do. <laughs> no orcs. You know what? I don't know. With contrast paints, this might be easier than I thought. Oh well, yeah, green. Yeah. All right. So the savage big boss. Uh, he's the one with the big two-handed boss champa boss uh so, Chompa. yeah he's only got a six save six oh. wounds seven bravery um, six up oh yeah he's like everybody else i forgot that's their big thing yeah yeah it's their lack of a save um he's got six attacks threes by threes run one damage two with his Chompa. Chompa, gotta say it right sorry you're right Chompa. So that's pretty cool yeah um and then he's got two abilities he's got let me at him uh, so after he fights for the first time in a combat phase, you can pick a friendly bone split is unit that has not fought in the combat phase that is within three inches of an enemy unit. 
and that is wholly within uh, 12 of the boss, that unit fights immediately. So you pick him to fight. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's just an ability. When he's done fighting, someone near him gets to fight too. Yes. Nice. Yeah, so it's essentially a two-for-one activation. Okay. And then he's, uh, so he's, that's pretty neat. he's got a command ability as well. What he's got here? So this one is Savage Attack. Um, you can use it at the start of the combat phase. If you do so, pick a friendly bone splitters unit, wholly within 12 of him. And until the end of that phase, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by that unit is a six, that does two hits instead of one, and a unit cannot benefit from this command ability more than once. Per phase. So this does the stuff that scores two hits. Don't we have? Didn't we hit some other stuff that did? The that? bone grins has it too. So, oh, but the bone grins you'd have to. T- but this, if you're taking straight, then you take then taking the bone grins with this, then that becomes three hits. It lets you just stacked into the bajillions. I mean, you can only hit savage attack on a unit once per phase. But the Bone Grins ones lets you do it multiple times. Oh, right. Okay. But this you can do it to multiple units. You just can only do it once per unit. Right. You can still start getting these up, building them up, can't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, but this is also the start of the combat phase, whereas the Bone Grins was... I think the Bone Grins was the start of the combat phase as well. You see, now I have to search. check. Bone grins. Yeah, Start one. of the combat phase. Pick a friendly bone grins holy with an 18. Oh, okay, so it is. So it doesn't affect the shooters. It's the start of the combat phase. Yep. Right. I was oh, wrong. and this one doesn't say you can only use it once, so this is where you can start stacking them up. Right. And then this one can just add some more, too, if you have it. Oh, boy. All right, Maniac Weird Knobs. This guy's got six wounds. He can move 12 because he's riding uh, the boar. Um, plus one to hit and wound uh, with the Tuscan Hooves if it charges. Once per turn, you can reroll casting, dispelling, or unbinding roll for this model. That's not bad. No, not at all. And it can uh, it can do Arcane Boat, Mystic Shield. It, it can uh, cast, dispel, uh, unbind uh, once per turn. Bone Spirit goes off on a 7. Friendly unit wholly within 12 until your next hero phase. The unmodified hit roll for an attack made by that unit is a 6. It does 2 hits. So there's another one. So you got those yeah, couple... Yeah, this is the one that affects all phases. Yes. That's until the, yeah, until the start of your next hero phase. So you cast this on them, boom, you get that, and then, oh, you can, you really can stack them up, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely do mega exploding sixes between the command abilities and this spell. And then you roll and you roll no sixes and you scream to the to the heavens. Why? <laughs> War Doc, it's your turn. Yeah, so... Uh, this guy is the old savage uh, shaman. Yeah. Uh, he's got one basic stick attack, nothing great. His big thing is at the start of the hero phase, you can pick 
to do one of the following dances. Uh, the Grim Dock dance is you pick a friendly Bone Splitters model within 12 of him and roll a die, and on a three up, you get to heal up to D3 wounds to that model. Cool. The Glyph Dock, which is um, pick a Bone Splitters unit wholly within 12 on a three up, add one to save rolls for attacks that target that unit until your next hero phase. And they cannot be affected by that thing more than once. Now, you're also looking at the one spell that increases their save by one. And then you top it up with the glyph dock. So you can get yeah. plus two. And then do mystic shield afterwards. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, plus two rerolling ones. Yeah. Um, and then you got the weird dock dance. So you pick a bone split as wizard that's within 12 inches of this model. Holier than 12 of the model and roll Diana three up. You add one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls. And you can uh, affect the same unit once per phase. So you could dance for yourself and make yourself better. And there's no negative to using these. It's just either you get it or you don't. There's no mortal wounds after the fact. Right. And then he's a wizard. um, And the only two spells that he knows are Arcane Bolt and Mystic Shield. Because he's like a minor... Right, but wizard. this is the guy you have that you try to try to pitch out your uh, an endless spell. Maybe you can use the wa power to to charge it or to get rid of one. Like when I'm mm-hmm. always dropping the comet and then picking it up again. Right. I mean, he. You know, I don't know anything special, but I can I can do those the the I can do the grunt jobs that you don't want to do with characters that have all the cool spells. Right. Right. Um. And now we're back to the stuff we had before. Savage Orcs. Two wounds. Uh, two attacks. Fours by threes. Uh, no rend one damage. If you take the sticker, it's fours by fours, but you get an extra inch. Um, one in every ten is a skull thumper. That's a plus two to charge. One in every ten has a totem. Plus one to bravery. So plus two to charge rolls. Um, and then their abilities plus one attack if the if you have fifteen or more models in the unit and plus one to save for plus one to save rolls for attacks made with melee weapons that target this unit oh that's for the shield, so the save yeah. will go up to a five. These are your grunts mm-hmm the plus one attack is not bad though going up to three attacks, yep. Just because I'm just I'm thinking along the lines of it's another big unit you can throw that stupid spell on. Stupid spell, or not the commandability. Spell, yeah, commandability. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. Um. Yeah, stick them up on a bore, and it's uh, pretty much the same. Extra attack on the charge, extra wound. They can you know, um, but the same thing, you know. Uh, you got the boar thumper, so you can add two to the charge rolls, add uh one to bravery, one to hit and wound when they uh when they charge. But yeah, it's the same thing. It's just you're on a boar, so the you get the boar attacks. Yeah, but you get three attacks each with them mm-hmm. for their base profile. And then if they take the sticker, so that's the spear. Right. Um, and then the tusks and hooves, you get to add plus one uh to the hit and wound rolls. So that puts them at five attacks each, threes by threes on the charge. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's good. 
I mean, obviously, I mean, there's a reason you put them on the boars. They're the little boars. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, these are the little pigs. That's like when you, that's like when other people have horses. Yeah, and they go up to three wounds each. Um, and movement 12, so if you triple their movement, they go up to movement 36 from the spell. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Um, all right, now you get the big stabba. These are supposed to be really good. They are really good. Okay, so tell me about them, and how many am I uh, taking? Yes. Uh, so they're move five, six save, four wounds each. Really cool. Uh, the weapon is... Three inch range, three attacks, threes by threes, ren two damage, D three. Um, so this is one if you roll a lot of sixes on your explodings, mm-hmm. this hurts a lot. Um, we'll start with the easy stuff. They can run and charge in the same turn. And the damage characteristic of an attack made by a gork tooth is D six if the attack targets a monster. So they get this in addition to the monster hunter rules. Okay. When they're targeting monsters. So they could go to plus one to hit. So hit on twos. Wound on threes, run two damage, D6 against a monster. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, and then each time a model from the team is slain by an attack made with a melee weapon before that model is removed, uh, you pick an enemy unit within three inches of the slain model and roll a die. Add two to the roll. If the enemy unit is a monster and a four up, they take D three mortal wounds. Hmm. That's good. Yes. That is a, that is a cool ability to have. It's, yeah, that's what it just said right in the lore. Though it's uh, if they're dying, they throw that thing right in there. Mm-hmm. They're going to hit it. Oh, it's so good. They're so cool. They're, I love the models for this. Hmm. D6 can run and charge. Oh, so good. I love it. Now, a pair of them is 100 points. But you could take a unit of eight for 400. <laughs> eight of these guys just charge it up. We go smash. And what else do we got? We got the uh, the Savage Orc More Boys. Which one are these? So this is the two-hand weapon version of a Savage Orc. Okay, they got the bigger weapons. They got two weapons. Okay, there's the... Oh, okay, I see. The regular boy has the weapon and a shield. These guys just have a champa and a shiv. Okay, I see. I'm looking at it. I see it. And what... um, So what's with these guys? Uh, So there are three attacks each. Fours by threes, rend nothing, damage one. Um, the boss gets an additional attack, plus two to the charge rolls, um, plus one to bravery if they have a bone totem. It's pretty basic. Um, they get to add one to tax characteristic while they have 15 or more models. Uh-huh. So they go up to four attacks each, which is pretty groovy. Um, you get to add one to hit rolls for attacks made with melee weapons if by this unit if they if any enemy monster has been slain so the second you kill an enemy monster they go to threes by threes oh that's right okay 
So they just throw out a bucket of really accurate attacks. Right. Oh, I see. They used to have a rule where they would like do a death ride where like you would kill one and then just try to do mortal wounds to a monster. It was like some really convoluted thing. Oh, that, oh that's right. Now I remember. Now it's just they throw out a lot of attacks. Well, and okay, so they get plus one bravery. They've got, like you said, a bunch of attacks. Um, the only difference in cost between them and the Savage Orcs, because they're units of 10 to 30, but you get no break on the more boys that you do for the full unit on the Savage Orcs. It'll cost you a little more expensive. But you get that extra You get that extra attack and you get that extra, uh, that extra bit of bravery. So I can see why these guys would come in useful. Yeah, um, but it's also they're not as crazy convoluted as the last version. Well, yeah. They just die a lot easier because they don't have the shield in combat. True, true. But they don't care about that. That's why they naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, boar Boy Maniacs. Three wounds again because he's on a boar. Four attacks from the pair of Champas, And then the two from the Tuscan Hooves. Fours by threes for the Chompas. They got to have. They don't have rend either. Um, what can you do here? You can. Oh, one and five can be the total. Oh, okay, once again, one bravery plus two on the charge. If you take the banner bearer and the musician, plus two on the charge. Oh, plus two on the charge. Sorry. Um, plus one attack if the units uh, got five or more models in it. Yeah, and that's only on the Chompas. Yeah, but still four to four attacks to five attacks isn't bad. Plus one to hit and wound with the Tuscan hooves on the charge. So basically the same thing as just about everything else that, that can ride a boar. Mm-hmm. Um these are these guys are fine. You know, if you if you're gonna take a a bunch of riders, these are you know this'll work for this army. Uh the arrow boys, you wanna take these guys? <laughs> okay. Um so their bow is 18 inches, two attacks, fives by fours, no rend damage, one. Okay. Um, their close combat attacks are meh, but the champ has a champa instead of a bone shiv. Okay. So, great. Um, the big thing is they have the same icon, or the same totem, and the same drummer that the other units have. Uh, but they have aim for its eyes, so you improve the end characteristic of an attack made with a sting bow by one if the target is a monster. So they hit, or they are now rend one. And they have the loads of arrows, so you get to add one to the attacks characteristic of missile weapons used by this unit if it has 15 or more models. So they go up to three attacks each, fives by fours, 18 inch range. So you take in a unit of 30 with 120. For sure. Uh, so it's 360 points for a unit of 30. They're attacking with three apiece, so that's 90 attacks. Mm-hmm. And don't you have stuff that can give them extra attacks? We've mm-hmm. talked about half the game. This is where, and then you put them in the ruck, and then they get like, you're rolling like three, 400 dice or something dumb like that. Isn't that how this works? That's how it used to work. Oh, okay. So it's, it doesn't work like that anymore? I don't believe so. We'd have to double check the battalions. Okay. Um, well, why don't we do that? Because we've literally gone through all the units. It's literally just the Iron Jaws book and the 
Bone Splitters book. I mean, there's the new abilities and new uh, stuff, but the models are all the same. Yeah, and there was no endless spells or terrain added to this. Um, no, that's that kind of really a shame. Needed it. I wouldn't mind seeing. Uh, come on, an endless spell that you get like the super fist of Gork or something like that. You don't want to. You don't want to just take like a big Hulk fist looking model, smashing into the earth. You know you want one of those. Or a giant foot with a big old toenail cracked all over it and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know you want one of those. No, actually I don't. Um, I'm just gonna, that's my new. That's my new thing. You know you want one of those. I'm just gonna keep saying that. Great. All right. So, uh, do we want to talk about the Iron Jaws Battalions first? Yeah, I guess we could. Even though we, well, I mean, do you want to talk about Bone Splitters first? We literally just talked about that. All right, fine. We'll just talk about the Bone Splitters first. All right. Uh, now they have they have the super the super battalion, which you got to take this one and a Wargog Prophet and three to five rocks. You do that, um, then your war paint you get to re-roll. You're looking for sixes. You get to re-roll the dice if you take the super ruck. Um, mm-hmm. And it's basically if you want to take the super, it's three to five from the mix. And each of these is, uh, well, I mean, it's basically, most of them are just a character and then a two to five units from of one of these types of units. Mm-hmm. Um, so which one of these really stand out? We don't have to go through all of these. It's, I mean, no, just rattling all this stuff off. No one's going to remember all this stuff. <laughs> um, well, Look in the book. Yeah. So but the which one stand rock out? is yeah. the biggest change. Okay. Um. Because this one is, in your hero phase, you get to pick a unit uh, from the battalion wholly within 12 inches of the savage boss from the same battalion. And that unit can either make a normal move or shoot. But units from this battalion cannot have more than 20 models. Oh, interesting. So they're keeping it from being a bajillion dice all the time. Not two to five savage orcs or savage orc arrow boy units. Mm-hmm. In any combo. So you could have literally 100... Arrow boys, though, in this yes. battalion. Five units of 20. Yeah, but then you're not getting the mega bonuses for long, and you're not throwing down as many shots. Right, because they've limited you to 20. Mm-hmm. But that's still pretty good. No, it still is, because you still have two wound models um, that have a negate save, so... But it's not as bad as what it used to be. Okay. Now, is uh, is the T-Fruck, I mean, two to, a big boss and two to five savage big stabber units? Mm-hmm. I'm taking this. You Easy. are? Okay. Oh, yeah. So tell me what's up. What do we got? Plus one of the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by units for this battalion while they're wholly within 12 inches. So suddenly my savage big stabber... Goes to four attacks, threes by threes, run two damage, D3. Okay. It can run and charge. Mm-hmm. With exploding sixes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's also dirt cheap, because you have to take a boss, but then you have to take two units of stabas at minimum, so that's 100 points for each unit of stabas. Plus the boss, uh-huh. and then the battalion. So it's really cheap. 
Oh, yeah, the T Rex is not expensive. It's one forty. And then which type of boss does it have to be? A savage. A savage big? boss. Savage big boss. Where are you? I don't. There he is. Uh, he's only a hundred points. So this is four hundred and forty points at a minimum. Four forty minimum, yeah. But that's also including a artifact, a command point, and drop control. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Anything else in here really? St- I don't think so. Um. I mean, the cop rock. If you got enough guys in here, you can throw down a uh, fist of gork spell. Hmm. Uh, the Brutal Ruck is the only other one that I thought was pretty gnarly. Uh, so it's a big boss and then two to five units of regular Savage Orcs or Boar Boys in any combination. Um, if they're wholly within 12 inches of the battalion's big boss at the start of the charge phase, they can run and charge. Okay. Units from the battalion. At the start of the charge phase, can so that's not in your movement phase though. Like if I, right. I could, I can move in the movement phase, and then the charge phase, I can run and then charge. You can run in the movement phase, but at the start of the charge phase, you have to be wholly within twelve inches of your big boss, and uh-huh. then you can charge. Oh, okay. Holy within 12 at the start of the charge phase can run and still charge. Oh, so it's not like they don't get to run again. If they ran, they can still right. charge. Okay. I read mm-hmm. that wrong. I was like, what? You can do what? Okay. And these, are, they're not that expensive. And you know what I like about these? They're super simple. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about not worrying about tactics. Um, These, the, the rucks, you know, they're... Uh, they seem to average about 140 for most of them, or at least about half of them. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, the only one that's got more than one character, you got to have two to five war docks for the cop ruck. And then the units of more boys. Yeah, but I'm saying everyone else, yeah, it's two to five, two to f- everything's two to five units of whatever it is. That's right, because you need more than one, and they only count to five. Mm-hmm. This makes total sense suddenly. And they're very simple. You know what? I like that. I didn't even realize that as I was going through this. They kept this as simple as they said in the lore. They don't have crazy, you know, they're not going to run a whole bunch of, you know, fancy battalions with a lot of different stuff. They got group. They got groups of five. And that's the same thing with the... Uh, with the Iron Jaws. With the yeah. Iron Jaws. One character, a couple of them. Well, a couple of these have three to five characters. So it's a little more character heavy. And a lot of these have three to five units, too. So there's, there's more more units, more models in these, it seems. Or maybe not more models, because... Iron can, Jaws. Yeah, because Iron Jaws. But at least uh, slightly more units to get these things happening. Uh... If you're going to take the brawl, which is everything, you got to have a mega boss, a war chanter, a shaman, and then three to five of the other war scrolls. So it's a, it's four to six war scrolls total, plus about three characters. Once per battle, you could oh you can do the wall, and you get an extra you get an extra wall basically. Mm-hmm. But it's from a character, not your general. 
Once per battle, if your general is from this battalion is on the battlefield, another hero can use it. Oh, okay. This does not stop the... Okay. It basically gives you a second point to call the wah. Cool. Um, and then what about these? What about the fists? So there's some good ones on here. Um, the Ard fist is three units of Ar- three to five units of our boys and a war chanter. Um, and you get a command ability if the oric if the war chanter from this battalion is on the battlefield when a unit from this battalion is destroyed. And if you use it on a four up, you get a new our boys unit with ten models um, added to this battalion. And you set up the new unit wholly within six inches of the edge of the battlefield and more than nine from enemy units. Hmm. So the thing to understand is that you can take one chanter and then three units of five hard boys. There's your battle line. And if they die, you can bring them back on a four up. But get a unit of ten. Oh, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That seems a little gamey, but that works. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just kind of looking through this now. I'm running, I'm running through lists in my head again. Mm-hmm. Um, does mean no good, because I can't remember any of this stuff half the time. Right. Um, Mighty Destroyer's command ability once per... Yeah, for the Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with the Iron Fist is that that's essentially all of your battle line units. Okay. So it's the easiest one to fill out because it's you can just pick it to whatever you want. Okay. I got you. Um, the other one I really like is the Gore Fist. Um, this is three to five units of Gruntas. In, in the first hero phase, each unit from this battalion that's holier than 18 inches of the big boss from the battalion uh, get to make a normal move at the start of that hero phase. Very nice. So all the pigs just move forward. And then they move forward in their movement phase, and then they charge. Huh. And that's another one that the whole thing, you're buying the whole thing. You get, I mean, yes, you get the extra artifact and the extra command point, but you're dropping points for just this one bonus in the beginning. They have a bunch of that in this book. They seem mm-hmm. to. A lot of stuff you're paying for stuff for just turn one. That's 130 points. But you get this big move, this big shift right in the beginning of the game with some of those other command abilities. They could, you could be... Oh, wow. You start on the 12-inch line. You get the 5-inch shift. You get this other thing. Then you get this move. You literally can, before you even really get moving, before you get to your first charge phase, be almost three-quarters of the way across the board. Mm-hmm. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, they move fast. Very interesting. That's the that's the war. So, would, now... I know you're think. I know you wrote your three cabbages. Have you written a uh, for for the big wall? Uh, no, no. That was the only one that came to mind. Um, just because if I was to play 
this, I would be doing the triple cabbage. Because I don't want to paint another big green army. Let's say painting wasn't the question. Let's say someone said, hey, <sighs> you can play. I have all these models. You can play. What do you do? Cry a little. <sighs> Putting you on the spot. Why? Because I can. Because doing you totally couldn't walk. put me on the spot for this because... My answer is, I don't know. I'll probably write a list, realize I bought all this stuff, and it's about 3,000, 4,000 points, and I can't take it all, and then I'll be sad, and then I won't paint it. Mm-hmm. That's my answer. But I gave you a whole painted army of whatever you want in there. I would probably do Ice Bone um, for Bone Splitters, for the Big Wah. Um, that one's tricky. So you wouldn't take wait. So if if I you, was to do this, it would be bone ice bone. I think ice bone bone um, splitters. So that wouldn't be big wah then. It would because it would have to be bone splitters, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, if I was to do the big wah though, um, I'd probably be looking at probably a mega boss on a cabbage. Mm-hmm. Maybe two prophets and a chanter. Are you going with a lot of like 15 men or 20 man units? Then I'd be looking more at uh, units of Savage Oryx. Um, probably two big units of Savage Oryx. Um, just to get a lot of bodies to power up the Wa. Okay. Um, and then take some teeth. Uh, the. Uh, Stabbers. I mean, it would mostly be bone splitters with Iron Jaws characters. Okay. Bone splitters with Iron Jaws characters. Probably. Um, but I'm also big on the teeth. Uh, so, like, the big stabbers. Um, just because they do so much damage. Um so I'd probably try to squeeze in a teeth ruck if I could. It just you run out of points really quick if you try to do some of these big things like taking a mega boss on a cabbage. Um, right. And if you're gonna take Gordrak, I would want to take because you can do allies Glimpspike gets for Big Wah, so you can get Trogoths, you can get Squigs. Um. So I'd want to take a big beefy unit in my ally selection but then you run out of points real quick right so I mean you have a lot of options I think is really what it boils down to it's just a matter of figuring out what's going to work best for your play style alright well on those wise words I think it's time to uh, it's time to wrap it up I think we covered everything Mm-hmm. Started off a little shaky, but I think we picked it up there at the end. I got real excited when uh, when we started once. God, you know, see, and this is why I'm not looking forward to doing Cities of Sigmar. Once we get to the units and start talking about how you can play with them, it's so much fun to do this conversation. But once you get past like two sets of command abilities, I just it's you, just another and another. And, and maybe and I'm another. wrong. Maybe people who are listening and they're like, "Yeah, okay, I love all this. I'm keeping it all straight in my head." I mean, and you're given, oh, you could use it for this, you could use it for that, pay attention to this. Even if you, I don't remember what's what by the time we get to the end of it. 
I'm just I, I'm 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 like I, I'm feeling punch drunk, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, like I said, I I'm I really love the orc army. I just don't want to paint an orc army. I think that's what it is. I think you'd see a lot more orc armies on the table if you didn't have to paint them. <laughs> because I just no God. accurate. And honestly, you could. I mean. With all the with all the the detail into these models, you really could totally do a contrast paint and get a, this army done kind of quick, relatively. Uh, especially mm-hmm. since it's so much of it is just green and naked or armor with a little green sticking out. Um, but boy, do I love it! Yeah, or do all pigs. Because then it's just mostly fur, and fur paints up real quick. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, All right, so if we can get it to work out, are we going to actually do, like, in the same room and and, uh, do, like, a battle report, do a game together for Halloween? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. We can make it work on the schedule. I'm excited if we can make that work. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, folks, that's about it. Um, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks. Hope you enjoyed this. If you listen to this first, don't forget, there's also episode 226, Rook War Clans Lore, where we talk about all the different ways they like to punch things in the face. It's that, I mean, that's basically what that their lore is, right? Yeah. It's the history of different ways that they punch things in the face. Mm-hmm. Checks out. I got it. Yep. <laughs> it checks out. Yes, it does. Um, don't forget, folks, um, our sponsors, Castwork Superstore, Six Squared Studios. And once again, welcome and thanks to Grognard Games for being our new friendly local gaming store. There's always something happening at Grognards. I'm telling you, that's going to catch on. Just like Army caught on and Castwork Superstore caught on. Even if that doesn't wind up in the commercial, people are going to, there's always something happening at Grognards. It'll, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm making that a thing. It's going to become a thing. I'm not even making it. It's just destiny. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, and uh, thank you to all of our Patreon sponsors. Um, everyone who makes this show and all that we're doing possible. Uh, again, our associate producers, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and AJC. AJC. Uh, and again, our newest patrons, Opie and John Rogowski. Thank you guys for joining the ranks of those who um, just <laughs> are so awesome. You're just the awesome ones. It's That's what it is, right? I think that's what it is. That is what it is. Excellent. Um, I guess that's it. You got anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. No. All right, cool. All right, well, cool. Well, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hand. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at garagehammer. 
And Alex, that's me, is at some kind of geek 30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Claire Seabrook Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, you can comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forums. That's tga.community or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening.